Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I'm the Night Owl. You're tuning in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. that time again you know what time it is you know what time it is if you are listening to the sound of my voice you have made yourself a wonderful 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 decision tonight ladies and gentlemen you are listening to the best of talk podcast i am the hostess with the mostest jonesy and i've got with me the man the myth the legend the man that needs no Introduction, ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about the night out. Anton Timmy, you can please play that music. <laughs> What's going on, night out? Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family. It is your boy, the Night Owl, checking in from the heartland of the United States. That's right, Kansas City. Josie, I'm doing great today, man. I'm wondering, how are you doing after a very, very busy weekend over in the professional wrestling scene in West Virginia and Maryland, bro? I know you've got to be, like, exhausted, tired out, but still excited to be doing tonight's show. Oh, my goodness. Um, Exhausted and tired out, yes. This weekend's going to be a lot more because I have a wrestling show on Friday as soon as I get off work, and then I have another wrestling show on Saturday. But the wrestling show on Saturday should be a lot of fun because it's going to be at a a place where most of the people are probably going to be drunk. And you and I know that there's nothing better than a wrestling show with drunk fans. Well, that can go one of two ways, Jonesy. One of two ways. It can be a really great experience, or it can go very, very poorly, like it did for that guy that we saw, uh, I believe it was last week, right, where he was falling asleep on the front row or something. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, like, (laughs) in my mind, it's like, okay, if you're going to go to a show and drink, cool, just try not to humiliate yourself and become social media fodder for the following two weeks. 
I'm just saying, like, be smart about it, folks. If you're going to drink basically anywhere in public, make sure that you're mindful that it will be everywhere on yes. social media for the rest of your life, and you can go and ask people to delete it. But once it goes live, it is live forever. <laughs> That's my inner I do, I do. And speaking of, of falling asleep, uh, I have a funny work, work story for you. Okay, so where I work at, once we, we are finished doing what, what we have to do, we have to wait for a security guard to come in and do the uh, final check. So there's a lot of waiting around. Well, one of the guys, I guess, has a second job, and he ended up falling asleep. Well... He fell asleep, and I guess he went forward, and he hit his head on the table and literally busted his head open. They had to, to uh, get, uh, uh, I, I guess, the uh, the uh, uh, medics at the uh, casino to come help him out because he was he was bleeding not a lot but a little bit. But, yeah, so <laughs> try not to fall asleep so, so while you're you working. All right, so so homeboy basically is so worn out from work that he oversleeps, falls asleep on the job, and while he's sleeping, he like tips over and smashes his head on a table or something. Yes, he smashed his head on the table and he uh, ended up cutting his forehead uh, just a little bit. I mean, and and you know this dude, he's like twenty five years old. He works from five thirty in the morning until one thirty in the afternoon or whenever we get off work, and then he goes home and he sleeps for a couple of hours, and then he goes to Amazon, to, to FedEx, and he works from FedEx from 6 at night until, like, 10 o'clock at night. And then he goes home, and he doesn't go to bed when he gets home. Like, that's when he, 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 he gets all of, of his work and stuff done. And so, you know, he doesn't get much sleep time. Well, poor guy, bro, poor guy. Well, listen, that's a legitimate reason to fall asleep. I understand and can get with that, but the fans that drink too much at the shows, bro, that's a totally different story. So have fun, Joe, but be safe because you know how fans can get when they have a little bit too much of of Grandpa's old cough medicine. Absolutely. And speaking of drinking, what are you drinking tonight? I know that I've got my rolling box sitting in front of me in my customized WrestleTalk podcast beer mug. And you can get these mugs at the WrestleTalkPodcast.com. You can get them customized. They, they Somehow, they are made to literally fit one bottle of beer, and it has been scientifically proven to make your beer taste better when you put it into this beer mug. So what I do is usually on the, the day of WrestleTalk, I put my beer mug in the, the freezer, so that when WrestleTalk starts, I can pour it out, pour my beer in there, and I have myself a nice, cold beer. I mean, you don't have to put beer in it. You can put anything that you want into it, but yeah. If you don't have one of those yet, you need to get yourself one. Well, I'll tell you what, Jonesy. I, unfortunately, sir, will not be joining you in drinking beer today. I know, I know. I, I can hear the judgment from all of you right now. 
wait a minute, you didn't even let me finish. Jeez Louise, the WrestleTalk family jumping down your boy's throat in a matter of moments. I mean, come on, guys. Give me a little chance to breathe here. Okay, so I have promised myself to try to get in better physical shape. Part mm-hmm. of the reason that I cannot do that is because I am very, very proficient in consuming absorbent amounts of alcohol, particularly beer of high alcohol content. So I love to drink, and I'm not going to stop drinking, but I can't consume that many calories. I mean, I will sit here sometimes with you guys and do the two, two-and-a-half-hour show. Jonesy, last week I had nine or ten Stellas. Each one is about 110 calories, so that was a full meal, okay? And then sometimes I'll only drink six or seven, but it's one of those Sierra Nevadas or Space Campers or something like that, and those are like 200 calories per beer. So think about that, bro. That adds up pretty quickly. So what I'm actually sipping on today is some old-fashioned tequila with a little bit of sparkling water, bro. So anybody who sees me and thinks that I'm drinking Pepsi, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Crystal Pepsi, or Sprite, no, you guys saw I poured myself a little bit of tequila uh, with a little bit of sparkling water because, not because I don't want to have a couple of drinks, I got to have a couple of drinks with the WrestleTalk cast fam, but no, it's because I can't continue to devour and consume that many calories and then still finish the show and have a full-blown dinner because I'm hungry by the time we're done, okay? So that's kind of it. Next week, I'll have this in my WrestleTalk podcast mug. It's actually being washed right now, Okay. But I want to encourage you guys out there who are watching the show, if you can, if you're home, you're done with work, and you don't have anywhere to go or drive, pour yourself a drink and share this broadcast, man. This is episode 261, and it's going to be a good one, Jonesy, a real good one. Absolutely. It, it definitely, definitely is. You know, we've, we've, we've got the high spot segment, the shoot and shout segment, the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, the Fantasy Wrestling segment, the Snippets of Truth, and if that's not enough, we also have the the gentleman from Suplex Tacos coming on, and then a personal friend of mine, the Raider of the World, Corey Bush. And I'm telling you, when I hear Suplex Tacos, the only thing I can think of is this. It's raining tacos. Tacos, man. Like that, that's, like, like, that's like my dream. That's like like a dream. Like tacos. <laughs> my goodness, bro. That is so sick right there, man. That makes me proud to be a Mexican. The fact that there's a song called Raining Tacos. Hey, you guys give us a share and tap the thumbs up if you guys love freaking tacos. And that is the question of the day. All right. What is the best taco out there? We're going to ask the experts here in just a matter of moments, man, and I'm excited to talk to them. But you know what, Jonesy? I have a little bit of a surprise for you, and I know we got to hit Carl Lewis and everything, so let me get this out of the way. Number one, we're going to be doing two new segments. Not every week. They'll be hit or miss. We're going to be doing a WrestleTalk podcast, Blackpool, where we'll get an update on all things pro wrestling in the U.K. We'll get an NXT U.K. update, and we'll get a progress update from our boy Curtis Black. And then we're going to actually start doing a segment called the Lucha, the, the WrestleTalk podcast Lucha Lounge. And El Luchador will be coming on for a couple of minutes and giving us an update on what is going on in the world of Lucha. Because, like you said last week, Jonesy, 
30 minutes, 30, 35 minutes during the hot spot segment is not enough to cover everything that's going on in the world pro wrestling. We're going to hit the mm-hmm. hot topics. We'll have these two guys that will bring us up to speed on Latin America and Europe, specifically the U.K. They'll come on sporadically and give us that information so that you guys don't have to go out and search it yourselves. We're going to give you all the trending topics, and then we're going to encourage you to dial this number. My friends out there on social media, do me a favor and type this out, 657-383-1521. Again, that's 657-383-1521. Once we drop the knowledge on you guys, regardless as to what we're talking about, okay, we want you guys to be a part of it. We want the rest of the talk family to call in and be a part of it. And as far as my people out there, I see you, Mayhem, talking about what about the hood. Well, listen, there are some hood promotions out there, and I want to hear about it. So if you want to do the research and call in, we can come up with something and have you on so you can give us the hood update. Hood slam update. I don't know. Hood slam is an actual promotion. I don't want to steal from anybody, but that actually just makes a lot of sense. So we're willing to cover anything and every and everybody in the world of pro wrestling because that's what we do here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Um, as you guys heard, brief update earlier on uh, from about two hours ago, we are going to have a representative from Journey Pro Wrestling calling into the show for just a brief moment to give uh, bring us up to speed on exactly everything they have. Uh, uh, coming up tomorrow. So Journey Pro, Kansas Hall, tomorrow. It's going to be an incredible show, and we're going to get a lot of information in a very short snippet of time. I originally had not planned on going, but I am going to be there. I am going to be at the Journey Pro KC tomorrow night. So if you want to come, show some love, take some pics, and and enjoy the show with me, please make sure you take your stinking ass down to Kansas Hall because it's going to be a badass show, including Fred yeah, hi, baby, is going to be in the house, a guy that I've been watching for the longest and involved in WWN, and now he's going to be facing off against the man himself, man, the Gateway Heritage Champion, Jeremy Wyatt, dude. I could not be any more excited. That aside, guys, please make sure you're checking out Everything Combat with our boys Pat Milicic and uh, Jeffrey Wilson. They also do the Conspiracy Farm, doing very, very big things over there. Our first ever sponsors over at KCK Dental, they helped us kind of suit up our kind of, you know, studio a little bit, and they continue to support us. Top to bottom, we love them. So for all your needs, make sure you visit KCK Dental on Facebook. And then last but not least, this is an ultra-special shout-out, because MEW is a local promotion here based out of the state of Kansas. They're running shows in Osawatomie. They'll have one in late September. They are also sponsoring the Wrestle Talk podcast, man, and I could not be any happier to have that partnership with those guys. I also do the commentary over there, Joe. And they're building some things over there, man. I think this year uh, was, a, was a pretty decent start. They're starting to build some momentum coming off that show uh, that we did out at the, uh, was it like the, the, college, um, the college football field for the high school? I'm sorry, the football field for the high school. <laughs> I'm way crossed up now. They had a great show then, great attendance, and they're hoping to build from there, and they reach out to us for a little support. So we're going to always give the opportunity uh, for them to do that. Uh, all that said, Josie, I think it's time to do what we always do about this time and ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps, place their hands over their hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth, and that's America, damn it. Oh, 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 oh say can. Uh-oh. I'll make up for it now. 
a tear to my eye every single time. And and speaking of, of booze, that almost sounded almost as bad as what Andrew Luck got, got booed out of the uh, uh, stadium when he announced his retirement. How are you going to boo the man? Don't! <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we will get into that and a lot more later on in the show, but now it is time, guys to bring on a guy who I actually am a, a, a personal friend of, uh, a fan of, not just because of what he does in the professional wrestling world. Uh, we've had a chance to have several conversations, and I've always been an admirer of this dude. Um, he's recently married. Uh, he's basically running one of the most kick-ass promotions in the country right now, and it just so happens to be right down the street from my house. So, ladies and gentlemen, make noise. One more time as we welcome in one of the three owners of Journey Pro Wrestling, the one, the only, DJ Stewart. Hey, hey, hey. you're in hey. hey. We got music for you, baby. Hold up. on this card. If I do say so myself, I'm excited as hell for it. 
Well, well, listen, and I don't blame you for that at all, and I, I am mindful of the time here, so I'm going to keep this brief. So we saw the no. news as pro wrestling fans that one of your guys, a homegrown guy, let's call him an NWL slash Journey Pro guy, in Sharkbait, yeah. Anthony Sharkbait Gutierrez, signed a contract with Evolve. I know you're not going to take any of that credit because that's not the kind of guy you are, man, but how excited are you for him that he basically – got his start with you guys or with your group, right, with Walter and Gabe and yourself, and now he's he's evolving. I mean, pun intended, right? <laughs> he's evolving and doing some pretty incredible shit, dude. Like, how happy does that make you for him? Yeah, that, that makes me, on so many levels, so happy. Sharkbait is a, uh, a close personal friend of mine. That's my boy. Um, so not only am I, like, just so blown away and proud of my friend, but to have one, you know, to even have him on the card ever is a pleasure because the man just puts everything he has out there. I wish that I could say that we could take the credit for it, but that, that guy built himself up. I mean, yep. he really is just a monster in every every aspect of the word. Uh, so we are so damn proud of Sharkbait, so excited for his match tomorrow. Him and Kenny Alfonso is going to be an athletic, like, showstopper. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, somebody's going to have to slow those guys down because I don't know if they know how. <laughs> I've no. seen them both work for a long time, dude. It's, it's going to be nuts. So, yeah, DJ, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, I'm going to put you okay. on the spot, and then we'll close it out with all the information for the show. So, we okay. let, let's look into the future here just, just briefly. So, we have Sharkbait that has now, you know, proven himself uh, to be worthy of a contract with the ball. If you could yes. – Let's just say narrow it down to another one or two guys without alienating anybody. This isn't for, for you know throwing shade at anybody, but if there's somebody else that has come through your doors that you think is on the brink of something like that, it doesn't even have to just be one person. You know, it could be a tag team or whatever. Who do you think out of the Journey Pro roster has the same potential as Sharp Age, and you could see them doing some big, big things in the world of professional wrestling, say in the coming months or maybe even a year? Yeah, absolutely. Um... It's going to be close for me. It's definitely a tag team. I would go with the Regal Twins. I think those guys are undeniable stars, and it's only a matter of time before they're signing on a dotted line somewhere. Um, they've got the whole package. But then, you I mean, we've got that's, – that's a damn hard question. I'm looking, you know, <laughs> I knew it. the death threat army that they're facing off against. Those guys are workhorses. You, you'll see them everywhere. They're traveling nonstop, putting in – all the hours, and then I mean, Kevin, Cook, uh, Gary J. My, oh yeah, I don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't want, hey, I don't That's want your head to one. explode, bro. It's okay, it's okay. Just relax. <laughs> well, but anyway, I, I bro, if I had to come down to it, go ahead, if go I ahead, had I'm to sorry. put my money, no, if I had to put my money on who was next, it comes down to the twins. But I think uh, damn near anybody that we've had on our roster has the potential to to do that. That's why we try to bring in the talent that we do we try to showcase people that we know are up next we're not you know some major promotion but we like to think that maybe we have an eye for people that are are up next and we can give them another place to come out and get some new fans and get you know everybody wins well i'll tell you what there's a reason that the stars keep coming back man jimmy jacobs has been with you guys you guys now have shotzi blackheart as a 
regular member of your roster. And then, of course, Freddie Ahai, man. Before we let you go, last thing, dude, um, how excited were you when you finally took the pen to the paper and said, yeah, our main event for this show is Freddie Ahai versus Jeremy Wyatt? Being a long-term fan of pro wrestling in this area, how cool is it for you to be facilitating matches like this for the fans? Because honestly, bro, I wasn't going to be able to make it because I have a business meeting, but something happened, quote-unquote, and I'm going to be there tomorrow because I can't miss this, dude. I got to see it, and as much wrestling as I watch, there's not a whole lot of stuff that gets me up and going anymore, but dude, that gets me up and going, and you can bet your ass off I'll be there in the front row raising hell like always. Hell yes, man. I'd love to hear it. And, and back to the question, I, I mean, blown away. It, it, this is going to be a masterpiece of a match. These guys are just absolutely incredible. They're going to burn the place down. Thank God it's at the end of the night because there's going to be nothing left. Smoke and ashes, ladies and gentlemen. Well, DJ, just tell them where it's all taking place. Are there any tickets available and why do they need to be there? There are definitely still a few left. Uh, it is looking to be another sellout, which we're very, very lucky for. But I think that you could still get some on journeyprokc.com right now. There will be some available at the door as well, hopefully. We'll be updating on social media throughout that process tomorrow. But it's at Kansas Hall tomorrow night, Overland Park, Kansas, 7 p.m. Uh, I mean, the list of why you should be there is insane. We went over a few of them. You're going to see debuts, guys like King Snake taking on Niles Plonk, uh, Sharkbait, like we mentioned, and Kenny Alfonso. The Enlightenment versus Thumbs and Buns, Shotzi Blackheart, Kevin Koo. I mean, Fred, yeah. I was there what? when that nickname was given to them, by the way. I was there was when incre- Thumbs and incredible. Buns happened on your live stream. So I'm, I'm personally yeah. proud of that one because I was there when it happened. Yes, that's. That is a fan creation, and they that's perfect. That sums up exactly what they should be. I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. DJ Stewart of Journey Pro, dude, you are a soldier. You're a trooper. And more than anything, man, I want to thank you for continuing to strive to make wrestling and KC better. And if you're doing something else tomorrow night, Chief season is going to get started, but they're not playing tomorrow. The Royals ain't worth a damn. So let me tell you something. Last time DJ came on, no, actually it was Walter. Last time Walter came on, there was about six tickets left, and by the time he hung up the phone with us, they were all sold out. So get your asses over to Journey Pro KC on Facebook and grab some tickets. If not, you're going to have to fall into this classification. Stupid. 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 Either you're there or you're stupid. Shout out to Journey Pro. I love my T-shirt, man. Yes, I occasionally buy merch because I support these promotions, and so should you, damn it. That said, Jonesy, I think it's time to transition, man. We got a little bit of time left in high spots, and we have El Luchador on the line, man. So what are we going to do? Are we going to test out this uh, WrestleTalk podcast Luchador Lounge or what, dude? Absolutely. All right, let me go ahead and get some some music for this uh, segment. Anton Timmy, if you could please play this music for this this segment. Anytime, Anton Timmy, anytime.
What's going on, everybody? Que pasa, hermano? Que pasa? What's up, man? How you feeling tonight? Hell, I'm feeling great, man. You know, Monday had a... Had uh, some things to do with the dental office. Had to take my, had to take two of my front teeth out. So obviously I'm kind of woozy from that, but I'm still doing great tonight. You know, it's all good, good. man. All good for the wrestling stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> so what you got for us? Well, uh, you know, on a personal level, my my two front teeth they've been bothering me ever since I was a kid. You know, I had all kinds of stuff done. You know, I had like uh, silver caps on them when I was a kid. You know, and then and it grew out. You know, then as I got older, you know, one of my one of my tooth had a got cracked and chipped. You know, pretty bad. So I had to go see a dentist and have them look at it. And they informed me that both my teeth had to be taken out because it was pretty much getting old and decaying. You know, <laughs> so I had no choice but to have them uh, get rid of them. But hopefully, in the hopefully as they heal, you know, down the road. Definitely uh, get some, uh, probably get some new teeth on on those two uh, to replace them in the near future. Oh, that sounds good. And ladies and gentlemen, that was El Luchador with your orthopedic update here on the WrestleTalk podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just, that was that just was just kidding, me. You know. Hey man, listen, listen, just real quick. You are going to have a spot here on the show. Not every week. It'll be sporadic. Okay. But okay. we want you to give us a Lucha update. What is going on in the world of Lucha Libre? Because we hardly ever have enough time to cover everything we want to cover. You know how the WrestleTalk mm-hmm. podcast works. You have a lot of callers. Promoters like to call in, just like DJ did. Shout out to Journey. Shout out to MEW. Shout out to KCX. Everybody in the area. EPPW out east. Right. All that. Listen, we never get a chance to cover as much as we want to. New Japan. Uh, all the stuff in Mexico, all the stuff in UK progress, uh, and it, I mean it's crazy. So we we're gonna bring an expert in to give us a lucha update. So what do the people need to know that's going on in the world of lucha libre today, luchador? Fill us in. All right, all right. Well, I just want to let you know this now. Uh, I guess AAA Lucha Libre they're still having their show next month, September fifteenth, two thousand nineteen, at the Sports capital of the world, Madison Square Garden in New York City, of course. And that show is going to be at the Hulu Theater of, of Madison Square Garden. So I'm sure tickets are probably still available, or maybe they're sold out. You never know. But if you want to see that show, there is a there is a form there is like a outlet you can see it on. If you know you you're familiar with Twitch, right? Of course, of course, yeah. we all know Twitch. XWE yes. is on Twitch, man. That's where you can hear your boy. Right. And if you follow, you could follow AAA Lucha Libre on Twitch as well. You could, if you follow them, you can get the, the full show on, on Twitch, either the Spanish broadcast or, if you're lucky, the English broadcast by uh, uh, Matt Stryker and Vampiro. Because, you know, I've seen a lot of shows on Twitch through AAA Pro Wrestling or Lucha Libre, and believe me, it's great. Now, well, they did have... Quick question. Yeah. Tell us sure. one match or one wrestler that we need to be on the lookout that works for AAA. Oh, man. There is one man that that definitely needs to be on the lookout. He is, He's currently on the contract with AAA, but you could also see him 
with the future stars of wrestling and on impact from time to time. You know, his name is Killer Cross. And this man, who man, he is the, Ooh, he man. is like Ken Shamrock. He's like Ken Shamrock and um, what's his name? John Moxley. And of course, with Dan Severin, the beast, all mixed in one. He is the, wow. he is a phenomenal athlete. People need to watch this guy. Awesome, awesome. All right, Luchador, we got time for one more update, man. What else is going on in the world of Lucha Libre? Well, I well, I believe uh what is today? Wednesday. Yeah, this Friday, uh CMML, CMLL and Ring of Honor and I believe New Japan Pro Wrestling, they're having a they're having a Grand Prix 2019 in Arena Mexico. And all the stars from CMML CMLL and Ring of Honor are going to be there. Now, I don't know how many from New Japan are going to be there, but it's definitely going to be a show to watch. Awesome. Well, we, we love to watch. Well, we love to hear that, uh, Luchador. Well, listen, mm-hmm. listen, we want to give you another 30 seconds or so, man. What are your final thoughts concerning Lucha Libre, bro? Because we do have a couple of guests on it. You're going to like these guys, Luchador. They actually run mm-hmm. a very successful restaurant in Kentucky called Suplex Taco. So I know you're going to be on hold listening, bro. And I know they're a big right. fans of pro wrestling as well, dude. But they're Hispanic, and I know they appreciate what you're doing, man. Give us one more bit of uh, news concerning Lucha Libre. All right. Now, listen, I told you about the platform Twitch and AAA, right? But have you heard yes. of a, another platform called Pluto TV? Yes, of course. Now, if you... Now, to anybody that's listening to me, if you have Pluto TV, whether on your phone, your tablet, or your smart TV, I suggest you download it and tune into channel 798. You can watch all AAA Lucha Libre from the early 2000s on that channel. You, what do you mean, like for free? Yes, for free. It's, you don't have to pay nothing. It's just from the early 2000s, from 2000 to 2009. Maybe a few, uh, maybe a few specials all, along the way, but it is great, man. I and I love it. I'm watching it right now. Oh my goodness, dude! Thanks for the plug, Luchador, man. We really, really appreciate it. Well, folks, that'll do it for tonight's edition of Wrestle Talk Podcast Lucha Lounge, hosted by a Luchador of Kansas City. Thank you for being here, Jonesy. What did you think about that, man? I think we should keep doing that deal. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I definitely, 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 uh, I, I liked it. I don't get a, a chance to to watch everything, so this is my opportunity to to get caught up with the uh, Lucha Libre stuff. But you know what? It, it's time. It's time for the Suplex Tacos to come on, sir. I'm really, really excited about this. I'm telling you, every time I hear Suplex Tacos, all I think about is it's raining tacos, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I know you had that song from earlier, bro. I love that. I know we had another intro song, but you can play that as the intro, and I want to make sure that I'm specific with everybody. Suplex Tacos is the name of the restaurant. Suplex Tacos are, is not the name of the guests. The guests are Ron and Sergio Garcia. Uh, that that actually run it, and I believe that they're brothers. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, welcome in our first featured guest of the evening, the gentlemen who are responsible for one of the coolest restaurants anywhere, Suplex Tacos, Ron and Sergio Garcia. 
Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey guys. What Can up, everybody? Hear me? How you doing, yeah. Ray? Doing good, brother. How you doing? Good. Thank you so much. Thank you for the invitation. Here's Ron with no, me. Dude. We're excited, dude. We're excited, Joe. Say hello, dude. What is going on? Hola, hey guys. Señor? Bien, bien. ¿Qué tal? Muy bien, muy bien. Go ahead, awesome. Joe. Having a good time, huh? Oh, oh, we yeah. are having a great time, a great time. So I, I, I guess I'm just going to start it off. What made you right guys want to open up? Uh, what, what, what made you guys want to open up a restaurant dedicated to Lucha Libre? Here's Ron to answer that right there. Come on, Ron, <laughs> well, give it to us, baby. Well, part of it was was the fact that uh, that. You know the Mexican food options that were around here were were uh, a little bit different than what we were used to, and mm-hmm. we just wanted to make sure we package it in a way that people knew it was going to be different. And one of the things that you know, growing up for us was uh, very uh, uh, symbolic of Mexico was was the the lucha libre stuff, you know. So we we decided to go to that theme instead of you know the, the more traditional stuff like the charros and the sombreros and all that and all that other stuff you know but uh using that as a background really kind of helped out especially for this area because uh there's a lot of wrestling fans around here and uh i was surprised to, to know how many people actually recognize some of the masks on the wall and and pictures on the walls and it's been pretty positive all all throughout absolutely absolutely now you guys are, are based out of uh kansas city correct no, Kentucky. No, no, Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky. I don't know why yeah. I think <laughs> Yeah, we're right in the tri-state, so we actually get customers from uh, three different states, uh, you know, quite regularly from Ohio and West Virginia and, and here in Kentucky, too, you know? Absolutely. Now, okay, you have a lot of, of, of different uh, menu items, such as the the Super Porky Breakfast Burrito, the Atlantis Burrito, and the popular 619 Burrito. What exactly is in the 619 Burrito? Uh, the 619 Burrito is actually a very popular uh, burrito down in San Diego, which is where we come from. And mm-hmm. the Erico, you know, down there is uh, 619. Um, also made popular by Ray Mysterio, but the, the burrito, you get a choice of steak or chicken. And uh, it's got French fries, cheese, and and pico de gallo, and you know a lot of people uh, uh, option for the sour cream and wok on it. It's just amazing. Wow, dude, that just makes me hungry. What about you, Renee? Like I know that I like to eat. I know that Renee likes to eat. So I'm getting hungry, man. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now. I-, I was thinking about putting on a bib. Before we started doing this segment, and I forgot it in my kitchen. But if I would remember, because I'm drooling all over my goatee right now, my T-shirt's all wet. Man, I'm telling you guys, if there's one thing I love more than tequila, it's good Mexican food, man. And the fact that you guys have have found a way to to merge it with pro wrestling, which I also love, I, I think it's fantastic, Joe. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't want to take up all of the time, so Renee, why don't you come in here with with whatever questions that you have, sir? 
Okay, okay, you got it, man. You got it. So, guys, um, I want to start off by saying thank you for doing what you're doing. I think um, there's a lot of misconception, especially uh, during this political climate, about what Mexicans and what Latinos bring to the table and what we offer to this country. And not only is it amazing food and beautiful women and great music, we also offer creative entrepreneurship. And what you guys decided to do was risky. You know the statistics, right, about restaurants in their first year. And we all watch Bar Rescue and we all watch all the stuff on TV, but you guys decided to take that chance. So I guess the very first question is, why would you guys leave sunny San Diego to go (laughs) to Kentucky? Either you really love Jim Cornette or y'all are running from some gang members. I'm trying to figure out which one it is. (laughs) (laughs) I guess a little bit of both, Brené, but... uh... No, but here's the, the, the reason behind it. You know, uh, it was one of those times where we have some family over here in Ohio, and uh, we came by uh, to visit, and uh, it was one of those nights where we just decided to go to a taco shop. That's what we call the, the restaurant. And uh, it comes to a surprise that uh, there wasn't any here. So that's where it got our attention, Not know, you know, not knowing if anybody had tried it, failed, or they just haven't tried it. And that's how eventually we tried it. You know, we started doing some research and checking out what kind of food was over here, and uh, that's what that that's how this, the idea started. Yeah, and then on top of that, you know, as you were mentioning about, um, you know, what we bring to this country is uh, is really important to to recognize that you know we both come from immigrant parents, and and the thing is that. Um, as far as uh, our work ethic and and all that stuff, I think that was the main motivator behind, you know, keep pushing and just making it happen. Because yeah, sure, all the statistics are against us, but you know, we know ourselves pretty well. We know what kind of work ethic we can bring to the table. We know that it, it, it's not going to be a cakewalk. And you know, I, you know, going through this, I think that's that statistic is based on on primarily, you know, people not knowing what they're getting into and not being ready for the hard work that takes that takes to, to run a business, you know, and, and for for us there's just you know, there's no plan B, you know, you gotta make it happen, you gotta adjust and you gotta keep going. Oh man, that that's great. I love to hear the determination uh that, that we're so known for, right, as a as a people. Uh yep. you guys obviously still have that in your blood, man. That's great. So I guess I gotta ask this question because I Growing up, I'm originally from Durango. I was born in Mexico. I'm very proud to be an American now. Uh, my family and I kind of went back, did it the, the hard way, the right way, and we're very proud of that. Uh, but I got to nice. ask, man, because I know neither of you guys probably came up with a whole bunch of the recipes. So I want to know all the speakers. What I want to know is whose recipes did y'all steal? Was it Abuelita? Was it your mom? Was it one of your tias? Where, I know y'all didn't go Pinterest your recipes, so where did y'all steal your stuff from? I got to know. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a, it's a little bit of everything, you know. The part of it is like just just uh, knowing what we're looking for. And growing up in San Diego, you, you just get used to the flavors, you know. So like you know when things are off. So even if we didn't know the exact recipe, we could we we could uh, uh, adjust it to to what we remember. You know, it's all just uh, memory, really. And uh, and for other things, you know, yeah, we we kind of. Make sure we we got the the okay from our family, you know, moms and 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 people we knew, you know, and it's all in the taste, you know, really. So like, uh, I think that was that was huge, you know, for anybody who's doing some some kind of like uh, traditional or somewhat traditional 
tasting food, you know, just mm-hmm. going back to to what you know and and what tastes good to you. So, so luckily, I think I think down in San Diego, we just have a, a pretty good mix of of um, pretty legit Mexican food. But you know, like you were saying, what we bring to this country too is, is just that that um, <clears throat> that outside the box kind of thinking and adjusting. And we are able to package it in a way that works for for here. You know, life here is a lot different than life over there. Um, so we do have yeah. the monster burritos that you can eat behind the wheel. You know, <laughs> and and we have a drive-through and things like that. But um, you know, we try to stay pretty true to the flavors so that people can recognize that it's not something just out of the box. We actually make a lot of a lot of the things here in house. You know, from our salsas, from you know breaking down all our meats and butchering them and processing them ourselves. By hand and everything, so uh, we're, we have a we have a hand in everything we do. That's awesome. You know, that is awesome, Josie. I got one last last quick question before you jump in here, and it's a tough one. Okay. I, and I don't want to put two family members against each other, but here's another tough question. Oh, Which you, one of you think about it, Renee. Think about it. Do not ask it if that's the case. <laughs> Who's the better cook? I need to know. Oh, that's clearly Ron. That's clearly Ron. I always joke about it. You know, I always say, you know what, brother? You were born for this. And he gets pretty mad about it, though. I don't know why. <laughs> Ron, Ron, why are you not willing to take the title, man? I'm trying to <laughs> exactly, him. right? Yeah, I, think, I think it's a little you. confining, you know, like I'm born for the kitchen. I think I'm born for more than just the kitchen, you know? <laughs> he's like, hey, don't label me, I think man. he's so got a to just keep me in the kitchen, you know? <laughs> hey, hey, seriously, I thought you guys were going to break out into a fight. I even brought Mills Lane. Check it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's get it on. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen in the near future, man. <laughs> All right, Josie, jump back in here, man. I'm sorry for cutting you off before. Well, what do you got on your mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, Renee, earlier you had asked, you know, what, what everybody's favorite taco was. And, well, yeah. my favorite taco and... You know, most people would say, oh, you know, uh, a beef taco. But my favorite taco is a taco called a uh, Baja taco. It's a, a fish taco. I believe it's in it's a taco that, that comes out of California, and it's really, really, really good. I don't know if you guys have ever tried a Baja taco, but if you haven't, oh. you definitely should. <laughs> Yes, actually, we do have a we, – we do uh, – just like you mentioned, Joe, um, we do have a fish taco – on the menu, mm-hmm. and that's something that a lot of people have tried, and uh, they, just, they give us pretty good feedback um, uh, because they, there's a lot of people that have been over to Baja, and uh, and they come over here, try it out, and they love it. So that, that's a little bit of taste from what they taste it from, and uh, they just keep coming back for it. So that's one actually one of the top seller ones that we have so far. Yeah, and actually that's, that's – what's funny, too, about this area is that we – this area is known for a lot of people, you know, going into the military. And, like, you know, in San Diego and L.A., there's big military bases over there. So it's, it's yeah. fun to see how many people actually spend some time out there and had the food to where this just kind of takes them back. And uh, actually, to your point, you know, like the, the fish tacos, that's, that's the one item I feel very confident about to where even when people kind of, like, uh say something about it. It was like, oh, you know, I don't really like fish. Or, you know, sometimes I'll just throw one in there for free so, <laughs> so I can chase it because I know it's that right, good. Yeah. You know, it's going to change their mind about how they think about fish tacos, you know, even yeah. if they've never heard about a fish taco, but they're pretty pretty good. Absolutely. Uh, the last thing before I send it back to uh, Renee is 
is not only do you guys have a lot of, of great food and, you know, really, really cheap prices, but you also have a lot of professional wrestling uh, items there, you know, masks from uh, from some of the most famous luchadors, uh, you know, photographs. Uh, where, where did you get all your uh, uh, your wrestling stuff from? You know, part of it is uh, we we had some family members uh, sent in from Mexico. Actually, uh, you know, as far as the masks go, um, uh, some of the pictures we've we've you know things that we've had collected in the past, and uh, it's it's really we really wanted to make it feel like like this is not a new thing, you know. So most of our pictures are black and white or like a, like a brownish color to them because we want to make sure that people get the idea that this is this has been going on for a long time and it's got a pretty rich tradition. Just like uh, uh, the the guest you had earlier, you know, Luchador, uh, he was mentioning about AAA. Um, mm-hmm. I was doing a little bit of reading earlier about the AAA and how everything started and. Uh, uh, we actually feel pretty pretty good about the masks that we have because we have uh, El Santo, we have Mil Mascaras, we have Blue Demon. You know, those are the ones that, you know, started it all, I guess. And uh, a lot of people, you know, when they come in, ask us a little bit more about them, and um, and they, they recognize some of them, and uh, it's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, that that is definitely awesome. I'm going to – I don't live that far away from Kentucky – so one of these days I'm gonna make a trip down to Super sure Taco, so. just so I can you know try some of these burritos and see all your uh, memorabilia and you never know maybe I will will uh, drag my co-host along because I know that 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 he would love to go to Suplex Tacos, wouldn't you, Renee? Oh, dude, hell yeah! And I want to go with you guys. Let me tell you a quick story. So. Joe flew to Kansas City because we do these really great uh, uh, watch parties for SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, and WrestleMania. We do these parties here in Kansas City. Uh, shout out to eSports. Um, so I took him to a Mexican place, and every time he comes here, he's like, hey, bro, I want to try something that's, like, authentic. You guys want to know, Joe is the man. He, I, I got him some elote in, in, a, in oh. a cup with, <laughs> yep. with, the, with the cheese and the tahine and all that. Joe, tell him what you thought never about the elote, bro. I never got to try this corn. I never got oh, to right, try these, these, these. No, okay. What did you have? The only thing I got to try were was churros. And those were the amazing. Churros. Churros. Yes. <laughs> How can you be 40 years old and never try churros in your life? I think Joe, he finally hit puberty when he tried those churros. It was crazy. <laughs> I live in West Virginia. Where I live, there, there are no authentic uh, Mexican places that that have churros, like like the most authentic place that I have is is a street taco place, and they don't have churros, so I don't have you know I I've never even had a street uh, a street corn yet. One day, one Bro, day I will. Have we gotta corn. we gotta get you down to Suplex Tacos to try some of their stuff. But after what we're gonna do is hopefully these guys will let us go in the kitchen and then we'll get them to cook us some tripa and some lengua, which I don't even know if they have that on the menu, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, you some guys let us know when you guys are coming. We'll have some corn for you too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, how will it work? Oh, and then you can do a Facebook Live from here. Yeah. Hell, let your fans know what you hell think. Hell yeah, dude. I, I'm excited to do that. I'm excited. Well, listen, I got one more question for you guys. 
And then we got a little segment that's, that's always fun. It's called Shoot and Shot We Want to Do with both of you. But here's, I guess, my last uh, question. So, number one, what is the coolest thing that you have in your restaurant as far as memorabilia? And then also, since you guys like the history of Lucha Libre, can you try to explain to the people how big somebody like, um, like El Santo was? Because I think there's not many that understand that he was so big that he transferred. They wanted him here, and they wanted him. I mean, I'll let you guys tell it. So what is your most coolest item in your store, and what do you guys think about some of these megastars in Mexico that the world is just now kind of starting to find out about? Yeah. Uh, I think the the coolest thing for me is is some of the pictures we have up there, you know, where you can tell that, you know, back in the days these guys were not uh, bodybuilders. You know, these were athletic folks for sure. But, you know, it's these guys are not – they're not what what you would know as a wrestler nowadays, you know. Um, and I think it's just it's just very unique to where you can see the transition, you know, like how how it went by. And and specifically, you know, Santos, he he was a he was he was not a big guy, you know. But um, uh, for your point, like as far as how big he was, the way I try to explain it to people is like before, you know. DC and Marvel Comics got down to Mexico. These were our superheroes, you know, back in the 60s and 70s. These guys were Superman and Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the movies back then that depict them, they're fighting, they're fighting, you know, zombies, they're fighting vampires, and they're saving the world, you know. And so that's how I try to kind of, like, explain it. You know, these guys were that big to where they were hero status. In addition to El Santo, um, like I was mentioning earlier, you know, I, I was just trying to get some more information, more, uh, you know, about El Santo personally because I, I actually admire that character. You know, he was, um, I guess the, the first fight he ever fought was with eight men, and uh, he beat them all, and then that's where he became, you know, one of the, the best for, you know, for five decades. You know, and, and uh, obviously the, the generation still goes on, you know, with, uh, with his son, um, eventually, when when the older El Santo was, uh, you know, passed away, uh, he was buried with his mask on. You know, so I don't know. It's just it's just a lot of history, a lot of uh, a lot of stories about it, and uh, he was he was huge. Well, just so you get an idea, Joe, you, and I know you're not old enough to remember, but we all know Elvis here in America. When Elvis went from music to movies, it was a huge deal. That's how it was. When El Santo went from Lucha Libre to the movies, this dude was the box office star of his time. I mean, yep. he was the number one wrestler, and he was the number one movie star in the world. I mean, yep. it, it, I mean, not in the world, I'm sorry, in, in Mexico. I mean, it was pretty incredible, and, and I can't wait to hear more about some of this stuff when we talk to you guys again and when we bring El Luchador back on because we're going to make it more of a point of pointing to some of the promotions outside of the United States because we do a pretty good job of covering everything in the U.S., but so does everybody else. There's just not a lot of people that are covering Lucha Libre. So, guys, for the sake of closing this out, because we know you guys got to get back to it, we want to do one last thing with you, and we want to we harness a little bit of that Latino fire because we all know as, as Mexican men, as Latino men, we got, like, some, some, some fire inside of us that if you push the wrong button, you're going to get it. So during this segment, and it's always fun, during this segment you get to be mad and complain and fuss about anything in the world. It can be wrestling, it can be food, it can be restaurant, it doesn't matter, man. 
Um, but what, number one thing is you got to bring a lot of passion and fire. Are you guys okay with that? Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, right now we're just looking at each other. And um, can you give us like what? a quick, what? quick example? Yes, I will go first. Yes. Joe will go second. By the time we're done, you will know exactly what we're doing. Is that cool? You want me to just go ahead and jump after you guys are done, or you want me to go ahead and wait and you right. guys give us the start? <laughs> well, Joe, Joe will give you guys the cue. So, intern Timmy, hit the music. Let's get into it. Taco Bell. I just don't care. 
No, man, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. It's just exactly what Ron said. You know, I think uh, the best thing to do is um, whenever there's something new to try out, the least thing you got to do is try it out. And if you don't like it, just toss it to the side and, and keep doing more. You know, that's the only thing uh, I always try to do for myself because uh, we just have a very limited time and um, and for not for us to not to enjoy the, the beauty about Food is just something that, you know, I just can't pass out. So there you go. There you go. Wow, that's great. Great shooting shout, gentlemen. Joe, any thoughts before we close it out, bro? Oh, just thank you guys for taking time out of your schedule to uh, come on to the show. You guys have been absolutely amazing. One day I will make it out to Suplex Tacos. I promise you that. Me too. You got it, Joe. We'll be more than happy to receive you guys here, and uh, just be sure to let us know so we can go ahead and uh, receive you guys the way you, you deserve, and uh, we'll be making good memories. And thank you so much for you guys <laughs> are considering us to get, uh, come on your podcast. Pretty nice. Thank you so much, and I wish you we wish you the best of luck. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again. That's Suplex Tacos on all social media platforms. Uh, they're based out of Kentucky. That's Ashland, Kentucky. Uh, make sure you guys look them up. And you know what? The whole reason this interview happened is because Skywalker, Luke Roberts, made the trip through Kentucky just to go to Suplex Tacos. And you know what? He couldn't be here today. But I said, hey, Luke, can you send me a message to describe your experience? Because he's actually been to your guys' restaurant, and he loved it so much. That's how kind of the, the connection happened. And he left me this voicemail. Do you guys want me to play it? Oh, please yeah. do. Yeah, let's do it. let's hear it. Okay, it's very short. It's only a couple of seconds long. Let's see what Luke Roberts thought about his experience at Suplex Tacos.
Y'all, what up? Night Owl. Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, Nightmare Jones, and all the best guests. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalksPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night at a prom. Smashing it and killing it like the night at the prom. You know, that lyric right there still gets me every single time because, you know, yeah. Anyways, anyways, yeah. it's time for the yeah. FWW <laughs> segment, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be an amazing, amazing, amazing time. Uh, I shall be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you worry. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be right back. I, I'm, I'm making sure that... That Nightmare Jones doesn't show up tonight because every time he shows up, something happens. I, I just, I don't know. So I am going to step away. And when I come back, we're going to have uh, Corey Bush one. That's going to be absolutely um, amazing. So take it away, Night Owl. Take it away. It's all yours. Well, you know what? Instead of blabbering on forever like I usually do, we're going to get straight into the callers tonight. The number is 657-383-1521. If you want to talk about anything concerning high spots, if you want to talk about anything concerning Journey Pro, if you want to talk about anything concerning Suplex Tacos, dial that number. And during this 15-minute segment, if you want to talk about anything concerning the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter, I need you to dial this number. The number is 657-383-1521. Somebody that's watching us live, please type that in. Again, 657-383-1521. Do me that favor, type it out, because we are about to hear from the always engaging and uh, entertaining members of the FWWC, starting exactly. with a brother representing the great state of Arkansas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the show. The former Intercontinental Champion for FWWC Red, the Bishop. What's up, Bishop? Night mm-hmm. Al Jones, how y'all doing this evening? Well, I was doing a lot better until the bishop came on. But otherwise, other than that, I'm oh. doing all right. Oh. oh, Pugsley, I was trying to be nice to you. Pugsley. Well, <laughs> yeah, you got jokes. That's yeah. okay. You got you uh-huh. got jokes. Don't worry, but you know what? You don't got, you ain't got no belt. <laughs> oh, you're funny. You're a regular Tiffany Haddish. But, um... When was the last time you held a title, Jones? Wait, we ain't talking wait. about me. We ain't talking about uh, me. I'll tell you, we ain't talking about me. Got him. Got him. All right, all right. Hey, Josie, Josie, just, just settle down. Remember, we talked about this. Let's let the guests come in and do what they're supposed to do. So, Bishop, what's on your mind, man? Well, uh, as you know... You might have been seeing a little darker side of Bishop lately, but uh, hopefully he's gone away for a little bit. You see, um, most recently, I don't know if you caught it or not, there was a certain match on Tuesday night with Guy 
and Brother Brown Bear. Now, you see, he only comes out when Bishop is really aggravated. And so since losing the IC title, I haven't necessarily been myself, so I had to tap into my animalistic nature. And so unfortunately for Guy, he found out what happens when you step into the cave, you get mauled by the bear. Well, Bishop, I have to ask this question. I know that you know that there is a raging war between the red brand and the blue brand, and the next big four pay-per-view is Survivor Series. Can you give us some insight as to what you guys are doing on the red brand to prepare to make sure you win this brand battle? Well, you know, the red brand, we always stay ready. As far as the plan, I'm sure that the GM has it in the works. But whatever that plan may be, I plan to be at SummerSlam, excuse me, Survivor Series, and I will represent the red brand to the fullest, and we'll win this brand battle. But my question is, Bishop, I know you're not the biggest fan of GM Mayhem, so do you fight for the red brand because of Marcus Mayhem, or do you fight for the red brand despite Marcus Mayhem? Well, you know, GM Mayhem and I, we haven't always seen eye to eye. But, uh, you know, there's an old saying, I don't know if I got it right or not, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so he has plans for the red brand to be successful in this brand battle. And if he has plans, then I plan to be a part of it. Despite how I may feel or or how he feels about me. When red brand goes right. blue brand, we're going to go out on top. I love that confidence. Well, Bishop, I know we're a little ways from then, man. Why don't you tell us exactly what you have in mind for this upcoming week, bro? Because you know what? We're in the middle of round eight now. The, the round seven pick I believe, is next week, dude. So we're kind of coming down to the wire, man. What are you going to be doing next week? Well, I'll just say this. Anybody that GM Mayhem puts in front of me, I'm ready to do what I always do. And that's dads square up and go to war. So if anybody wants to step inside the ring with me, then they can get this smoke too. Dang, son. All right. Brother Bishop, thank you so much for joining us, man. And I'll tell you what, I love that intensity. And I know, I know that Mayhem, whether he likes you or not, is very, very grateful to have you in his corner. That said, there's somebody that um, Marcus Mayhem was not very happy to have in his corner. This is a guy that was drafted by GM Mayhem, but within two weeks of being drafted was immediately traded to Blueberry. So we got to go ahead and have him on right away because I've got to get his thoughts, and I think this is my actual first opportunity to talk to this man one-on-one. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show for what I believe is the very first time ever. Wait, what? Oh, there it is. There it is. The Fireman is now live on the Rest of Talk podcast. Sir, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. How are you doing tonight? Well, you can hear, man, we're fast and furious here on episode 261, man. What is on your mind, sir? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been good being on the Blue Brand. I had a great match last night with uh, Nightmare Jones. Yes, Joe. Uh Jonesy, he, I tell you, Nightmare gave me a, one heck of a match. Just uh, both of us 
couldn't get back in the ring in time. That was a good match. Did you finally end up getting uh, uh, somebody get you out of them them handcuffs? (laughs) (laughs) Very funny, Jonesy. Very funny. Um, Yes. But, uh, hey, it was a good match, man. Good match. Total respect out of anybody in this uh, locker room. For me, I have to give it to uh, Jonesy. He's he's got some fight in him. He's a really good guy. He's tough. He's one fighting son of a gun. And uh, yes, I fought uh, GM Mayhem. I have respect for him too, no doubt. But it didn't go my way. And you know what? It's all right. And it's better to develop. And uh, I developed on. Blue Grand, and I'm going to continue to to uh, develop, and hopefully at Survivor Series I get a shot at the IC title against Tank. But uh, I'm going to work my way towards that. Well, you know what, Fireman, we love to hear that, and 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 the fact is that you brought up somebody that I was eager to jump over to because he's gone through a bit of an evolution recently, and it's helped him. He was able to capture the Intercontinental Championship at FWWC SummerSlam when he originally had gone in to compete for the U.S. title. So I would be remiss if we didn't bring this man on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in your current Intercontinental Champion, Hank. How you doing there right now? What's up, big man? Que pasa, brother? How you doing? I'm great, man. You know, oh, killing it today, bro. We've been talking to some tacos. Wow. What? What? He, he says hi to Nightmare. Don't say hi to Nightmare Jones. What am I, Chop Liver? Am Yo, I just not here? Look how you treat our guests, dude. Look I'm how being you treat nice. our guests. What do you expect? I'm being nice. I didn't say a freaking thing to the fire dork. I'm being nice. The fire dork. Jeez Louise. No respect for our callers. Well, champ, you are on, sir. And clearly, you have a message to deliver, so why don't you go ahead and deliver it? My message was, or is, that, um, that actually, it's not really, it's a question for you, uh, right now. Um, you know how you were just talking about how I've kind of gone through, um, an evolution or, uh, you know, I kind of brought myself around. Yeah. And with that, with that. I had, you know, ended up taking um, a break from the Battle Saints um, because there was so much hatred that they they weren't seeing the light. And I I let them go in their way so they could try to find themselves. Obviously, I tried my hardest and it wasn't working. Um, With that being said, I, I turned my attention to Nightmare Jones, and that didn't go my way. So, last night, I debuted with my mysterious partner, my new tag team partner, which becomes out to be the king, and I, I'm, that is my next, uh, my next, I guess, person that I have to try to show the light to. So, the Kings of War had a match last night, and we actually became victorious over the Hefty Boys. So, this upcoming Monday, we have a match against the Green Reefers, and I just want them to understand that no matter what, I, us Kings of War have respect for them. They currently hold the 
unified undisputed tag team championships, and uh, one day, hopefully, the Kings of War and the Grim Reapers can battle it out for those tag team titles. But upcoming Monday, they're not on the line, and I can't wait, and the King can't wait to have them in the ring. Well, you know what? I cannot believe that after all this time, Tank has finally come back around to be the guy that I know him to be, a stand-up, hard-working individual. And you know what? I stand behind you 100% because I saw what happened to King Jirobe when he lost that hybrid championship to Amata, and he wasn't the same. But now that you're there, it gives me a ton, a ton, a ton of positive mojo to believe that he can come back and be his very best. Champ, any final thoughts? No, um, my final thoughts are to all the other FWC superstars, good luck for the brand battle. Blue, blue brand is always here, and we're just going to be a step ahead of the red brand. Woo, you hear that? Blue brand, and Josie, I know you're not a big fan of the IC champ, but at least for that reason, you got to like him a little bit, man. He's a fellow blue brand member. For that reason, you got to like him a little, right? No comment. No comment. Wow, Jonesy. Seriously, dude? You're just going to se- no sell it like that? Well, let's see what Mama Time thinks about that. I think it's shit. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, have. well, you know what? It, it's time <laughs> what? for us to get the next caller on. And this is a new member of the Blue Brand. And uh, okay. somebody that uh, unfortunately was attacked. Last night, I, I don't know who attacked her. I have no idea. Um, hardcore sis, what's going on? How you doing tonight? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing pretty good there, Nightmare. A little bit good. of a headache, but I'm I'm doing pretty good. Well, you know, that, let me start off by saying. Stop let me start off the lady nightmare joke. You interrupt the lady one more time, I'm putting your ass in timeout. I'm telling you right now, I don't care what Mata says. Trying to be nice. Go ahead. Please proceed. You can be nice when you're not interrupting. Let her finish. Jeez Louise, <laughs> this guy. I'm telling you. I, I, I feel for you there, not Al. Ah, familia. I mean, jeez Louise. These, these guys all, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Hardcore You go ahead. Please go right ahead. Let me just start off by saying, first of all, to the, as Nightmare called him, fire dork. You know, you said that you hope that by SummerSlam you can take Tank on for the IC title. Uh, so <laughs> you you got to stand in line, okay, because there's a few people ahead of you for that title match, and Hardcore Sis is standing at the top of that line. You see, at the next pay-per-view, Hardcore Sis is stepping in the ring with Corbin Slater and Tank for that title. So you got to understand, there's a possibility Tank may not even be the IC champ come SummerSlam. So don't go counting your little chickens before they hatch, because guess what? You might not be facing Tank for the IC title. You could be facing somebody else if you make it to SummerSlam to be in that match. There's quite a few people ahead of you who have been here a little bit longer and have a little bit more stake in that match than you do. So cool your jets and slow your roll. Okay, fireman? 
you need well, I got to just calm questions. down. I got, I got two questions. So number one, did you just say steak? Because I heard you say steak. Well, yeah, I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. Okay, so I obviously had to make light of it a little bit. So listen, we started off with this, and Josie hinted at it. So you were attacked last night, and hardcore sis, I think I think you're very likable. All right, I don't think we've ever had any issues. But for some reason, you tend to rob men and women in the locker room the wrong way. I know you and Allison Shay, the current women's champion, uh, have a long history of kind of beefing with each other. Uh, and then yesterday, I mean, just a week into your tenure on Blueprint, you're already getting tacked from behind. So, like, what is it about your personality that you think rubs people the wrong way, and who do you think attacked you? Well, it's funny because, you know, the initials that were on the wall near where I was attacked said N. M J. Yeah. So I could well, only Well the chances are and well you know the funny thing is though, Nightmare, is that at the end of my match mm-hmm. you came out and both me and my opponent were laid out flat with you standing over us. So hmm if you didn't attack, attack me you. I attacked Why did you Lion come to Jake my match? Lion or whatever he calls him, him himself. I didn't touch you. You you, you better go back and uh and, and relook at the videos because I didn't touch you. I touched Flying Jake Lyon. Either way, you and, didn't and, but have that's to okay, come right? Out. Interfering with with Flying Jake Lyon is fine. I mean, come on, Josie. This La Familia nonsense. It, it, we're all sick and tired of it. And, and quite frankly, hopefully, these rumors about Almata retiring. Uh, soon are are, are 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 true because we're all tired of it. Uh, hardcore sis, any final thoughts before we let you go? Just to say to Jonesy that what goes around comes around, and karma is a bitch, and so am I. And when it comes to karma, I drive the bus. So be careful because you might find yourself under it. You have a nice night now, and both you gentlemen have a great night. And Jonesy. Bless your heart. I don't wow. understand why she continues thinking that it was me. I had nothing to do well, with that. I would never Josie, attack Coach just from behind. Never. We never. all know how you feel about her, dude. You've been expressing yourself negatively towards her forever, dude. And now all of a sudden you want us to believe that you shouldn't even be a suspect? Come on, man. Seriously. Don't act so naive. Okay. Well, anyway, we're going to let you there so you can ponder a little bit more and see why it makes all the sense in the world that somebody would point the finger at you, dude. Shout out to my people on YouTube, by the way. I love y'all and all my Facebook folks. Please share this broadcast. It means everything to us for you to share. We've got a goal. You guys, some of you guys know it. So just please share. Hit the thumbs up. It really does encourage us through the uh, very lengthy two and sometimes two and a half hour show. Uh, we do have another caller from the FWWC. This is a man that was on with us a little bit earlier, uh, Nightmare, but he's back now because he talked a little lucha, and now he wants to talk a little bit of fantasy wrestling. So let's bring on the man that's always coming off the top rope with a fresh mask rocking, the one, the only, El Luchador de Kansas City. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going once again, everybody? Welcome back, Lucha. What's on your mind? Well, let's just say this. Monday Night Raw Challenge. 
myself and my tag team partner, Big T the Paisan. KC Connection, we went double or nothing, and we swept the board. Hell, we beat, managed to beat uh, the Hefty Boys in tag team match, and I managed to uh, beat up on my old tag team partner, DJZ, on the very end tonight, that night. And I tell you, it was a great night. <laughs> well, Luchador, there is one match that you're not talking about, okay? And that yeah. match is the trios match on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on the trios match that pit La Familia versus the Grim Reefers versus you-know-who? Any thoughts? Because I know you in the KC Connection have had some success in the past, in trios matches, but right now I'm wondering, is the KC connection up to par in the trios department? Because you've shown some weakness. Hmm. Yeah, I know. We got some, I know, uh, we had, we added playing Jake Ryan to our, to our mix, but obviously he has, I guess you could say a little bit of ring rust still, because, you know, he's been, he's been out and about and doing his own thing ever since he left years several years ago, you know, give it, I say give the man some time, and maybe, just maybe, he could definitely be one of the best, just like me and Big T are right now. Well, Jonesy, let me bring you in on this, and and I know you're the expert on this kind of stuff, but doesn't it sound to you a little bit like there's some finger pointing going on here, because the luchador... Uh, is basically saying, hey, you know what? We could have done better, but, you know, Flying J. Grind got thrown into the mix. Uh, you're the expert of finger-pointing and deflecting. Does that is that what it sounds like to you? Yes. Jonesy. Yeah. <laughs> yes? Is, is yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fine. well, listen, Luchador, I'm not here to question you and give you 21 questions, man. I just got to say this. We are nearing Survivor Series. We are in the middle of round eight. What are you going to do to make sure that the blue brand comes out on top? Oh, man. You know, all I got to do is what I do best, you know, show up to every show, make a good performance, and, of course, win every win, uh, win championships till, till I'm not able to win championships anymore because, hell, I know, uh, I believe I know I'm in talks with probably several champions for next week's show about having a one-on-one match, non-title, of course. But who knows? Maybe if I beat one of these champions down the road, you'll definitely see me in a title match once again. All right, Luchador. Well, thank you for joining us, man. We're excited to see what you and the KC Connection do moving forward. Guys, the FWWC, what? What are you talking about? We do have one more yeah. caller. I, I yes, know, I have... know. Wait a minute. I'm getting, I'm, wait, wait a second, Josie. I'm getting the message here. Let I me make sure it. I can read this properly. I got this. No, wait. I got this. I got this. Intro got I'm being told that, that we have intro music. I'm, I don't understand. Yes. What are we, what is intro this? Intro Timmy, intro Timmy, please play the music, sir. Please. Oh, no. No, please, no. <laughs> now, this has got a good song. 
I have my, arrived. My brother. What's going and on, Marky? We're out of time. So thank you for trying, Mayhem. Uh, maybe we'll catch you tomorrow. I don't know, right? We're out of time, right, Jonesy? We're out of time. Of course not. There's always time for Marcus Mayhem. You got this long-winded El Lucha dork on for like five minutes talking about, uh, and you can't have time for the greatest GM of all time? I think not, okay, Mr. Nightout? You well, you're cutting into give big, me my time. You bet you're cutting into Big Daddy P's time, so make it snappy. Hey, I called because I just want to brag about the red brand having the lead once again, and I guarantee you this time we are not going to lose this lead, and I guarantee the blue brand has a hurting coming for them. Absolutely. Uh, especially as good as Black, since he seems to think that he's got some sort of, of a uh, a bounty on Nightmare Jones's head. On my head? Please. I got people backing me up. Who does he have? Nobody. Nobody. Well, listen. I, got I, I only have one question. I, I only have one question for you, Mayhem. I got, I'm going to try to do my job here, okay? I'm going to try to do my job here. From what I understand, the blue brand and you guys are going into Night of Champions. What are you going to do to ensure that red brand comes out on top, not only in round eight, but for the whole brand battle, for all 12 rounds the whole year, what are you doing to ensure it other than screwing people over every time you get a chance? Jeez. I'm I'm someone who's not going to just tell everybody what I'm going to do and give the blue brand some ideas because they can't come up with their own stuff. But I will say this. I'm always one step ahead of the game. And as being the second command in La Familia, I've learned from the best El Mata, you always stay one step ahead of the game. And as long as you do that, no matter what happens, you always win. And in my case, no matter what happens, I will always win. I will always have the last lap in this grand battle. Okay. Wow. Well, Jonesy, any, any final thoughts for uh, Mayhem uh, or questions before we let him go? Because honestly, for I think Brother I'm going to throw Mayhem, up. All I and it's got nothing to do with this tequila I'm drinking. I'm, I'm telling Brother you. Brother Mayhem, all Listen I, that I have to, to say is that I am continuing with this mission that you've sent me on to destroy the blue brand from the inside out, Marcus Mayhem, I am going to do exactly what I was taught to do, what I was told to do, and that's destroy the blue brand from the inside out, sir. I will say this. This is only the beginning. And before I go, I want to say something, Renee. I know you're trying to, you know, work on your body and everything else and on calories and stuff. Why don't you just, you know, eat a salad and drink some damn water for once? Then you'll lose some weight, you piece of crap. I'm out of here. Marcus Mayhem always. (laughs) I'm nice Uh. enough to give this guy airtime. Josie, you know that I got final say. I could cut him off any second. But because I love the FWWC so much, I try to give everybody a a, a certain amount of airtime. And this is the crap I got to deal with. Oh, my goodness, man. You know, I understand why we put 
I, I know why we put snippets of truth right after FWWC, bro. Every time I listen to that guy talk, it's like I lose three or four more pieces of hair out of my head. I mean, I'm I'm flat out almost completely bald like Mills Lane at this point, man. I'm I don't even know what to say. All right, we're well, speaking the snippets of truth. We do have Big Daddy P on the line. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring Big Daddy P on for the snippets of truth. I gotta do what I gotta do. So, who the hell is you? You tell me how my soul is wrong, you don't know. Lay out and let Big Daddy go. You think my rap's about stealing, but it's about feeling. Sometimes truth revealing, but you know how my flow don't get the proper review. I gotta do what I gotta do. What's up, Big Daddy P? How's it going, sir? My brothers! Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa. I understand you know, that, uh, yesterday is, if yesterday ahead, is history, if yesterday is history, which it is, and tomorrow is a mystery, which it is, what's today? A present. It's called the present. It's the a present. gift, and we should treat yes. it as such. Man, do I got some news for you guys. Listen, Uh-oh. bro, I know you got a lot going on, and we're going to get into the snippets. Uh, we, we're we going to bring on uh, Corey Bush here in just a couple of minutes. But, bro, please drop the news on us and then give us the snippets, bro, because I know you've been busy, Poppy, real busy. Man, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I believe the last time we talked I mentioned 127 Pro Wrestling. But we have been yes. getting this place ready. We got – did I mention last time about the ring we bought? Uh, yes. No, you did not talk about the ring, but I saw a picture of the venue, and it looked amazing. It's the NWA ring. Well, wait. It, it's uh, it's Jim Crockett's NWA ring. <laughs> did we talk about that? No, I think yeah, you saw it in the post, Jonesy. We didn't talk about no. that. I think he put he told it up us in the all post. about it. He told us all about uh, it. I thought I did, too. Well, but, but hey, listen. My listen, bad, the building's bad. ready my, to my go. The, the, the building is, is getting ready to go. We've got beautiful light. It's going to be the great. It's going to be one of the coolest looking independent wrestling shows you've ever seen. So we're really excited. Uh, it's going to be a weekly show. So not only did God give me a promotion of working for, for good ones, but now having my own weekly one, which is a huge blessing. Sunday's show at Woodbury Slam was awesome. Tracy Smothers was amazing. What a nice, what an amazing man, man. Just what history. But God is faithful, all is well, and I know we have a prayer request for a guy named Joe who's got a son who's got to have some dental work done as well as he's got a prayer request for finances. So do we want to get the prayer out of the way? Because that's yes, probably the most important of tonight. Of course. Okay, Father, Father God, thank you so much. Uh, not only for all that you've done for us already, but what you're going to do. I thank you in advance for Joe's son that you're going to continue to let him recover as he has surgery tomorrow. Father, I pray that you give peace to the family. We know that you're uh, cleaning the situation up. That's why he's having it. We also pray for their finances, Father. We know that you're the one who wrote the words, I shall supply for your needs according to the riches of your grace. 
It's what you do, not what we do. Your blessings are never based upon who we are or what we do, but just based upon who you are and, and your love for us. Thank you so much that we can come before you with this prayer request for whatever anybody's listening right now, Father, if they're without hope, without you, if they're hurting. And I just pray, Father, that you would show yourself to them, that maybe there's somebody that just wants to believe in all the work that you do, uh, but just hasn't trusted in you yet, hasn't, hasn't given you the wheel. So I pray, Father, that they would do that. And I just thank you so much. And I ask these things in the name of the one that gave me eternal life. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you very much, Big Daddy P. And shout out to our boy, Joe, in Ohio, uh, who is man enough to step up and submit a prayer request. I know that can be hard for some of you guys. Uh, If you ever want to do that, we don't have to say your name and where you're from. I mean, it could be 100% anonymous. But but not only that, too, guys, just so that you know, you don't have to submit it. I mean, really. we're, We're grateful you do because it gives us a chance to pray, but you can go direct. I mean, we're not Catholic. We don't need priests. We're our own priesthood. Nothing against Catholic, <laughs> but I'm just stating that's, we're our own. That's a great point. We are our own. We are our own priests, and we can go directly to God. But but if listen, the whole reason why we've been put on this planet has nothing to do with us, but other people. So there's your snippet of truth, because realistically. Our life, we're dead in Christ. Our job is no longer to live our plan, but the plan that he has, and he puts people in our life for a reason. I mean, I know why he put Joe and Renee and myself together. I know why. It was to encourage all of you guys. And, uh, and then Renee, I'm sorry I was not able to get back to you today. We will, we will come together and, and talk about the uh, podcast website and do what it is that, uh, that you would like to do. Well, yeah, and just so everybody knows, Big Daddy P helps us with the website uh, and really helps make sure that it stays looking fresh. I do most of the updating and uploading, but as far as the way that it looks and the way it's formatted, that's all Painter's Dream Productions. I actually got better about putting new videos up, putting new posters up, putting press releases up. But what we're trying to do now is get everything onto the page. So we're going to maybe be adding some relating to the FWWC, and then I know we're definitely going to be adding a, a social media uh, a tab so that you guys can see everything that we tweet, everything we put on Facebook, yep. everything we said on YouTube, right there on the page. We're just going to slowly continue to peel back the layers here to make the website as best as possible. So if you guys are looking to make your organization official, whether you're a professional wrestler, a company, or really any company, um, not related to pro wrestling, and you need a great website, Painters Dream Production, Big Daddy P. That's what you do for a living, right, Big Daddy P? You're, you're the carpenter, time, right? You're, baby. Build, you're building things all day, building and building and building. Oh, well, I, I, I am a digital carpenter. I, uh, I build digital platforms and solutions for businesses and churches and people and wrestling promotions, anyone that has a need. Hey, and if anybody's listening happens to be in the Tennessee area on Thursdays, Middle Tennessee, anywhere between Crossville and Jamestown, all you got to do is walk in the door and say, Big Daddy P said I get to get in for free. And Big Daddy P's going to cover your ticket for 127 Pro Wrestling. Let me say that one more time. You walk into 127 Pro Wrestling and you said, Big Daddy P says I get to come in for free. And if you're listening and you're in the area, I got your ticket covered. 
and we're going to do that based upon the love that we have for this show. Wow, that's so dope. Just real quick question, because uh, we do have to get to Corey Bush. How close are you to Ashland, Kentucky? Uh, Ashland, Kentucky is about a half a state over from me. I'm in middle Tennessee. I am literally in between Nashville, Knoxville, and Chattanooga, right in the center. Oh, I see. Well, listen, bro, We go back and listen. And I, I know you will. I know you always go back and listen to the shows. Listen to the yep. first interview. These guys from Suplex Tacos are over in Ashland, and they are so worth the trip, Big Daddy. See, I know you can probably get there a little bit easier than Joe and I. You get a chance, man, get up there. Those guys are going to treat you like royalty, sir. Let me also tell you, too, that what was awesome about Sunday is when I found out that someone who was there who came to me who said to me, man, this show was great. He actually, weeks before the show, pulled Rollins out of the ring and helped him to the back. <laughs> he was an extra. Oh, that's so dope, man. Oh, yeah. He does, about five, he, does it, he does it about five times a year. So when he said, man, that show was great, that meant the world to me. Because for him to be at the show of shows and to say that about our little show in Woodbury, Tennessee, man... There's nothing like it in the world. God is so good. Indeed, Big Daddy P. Well, with that said, that ends Snippets of Truth. Big Daddy P, say goodbye, man. We will catch you next week, amigo. Love you guys. Thank you. Blessings, blessings. Adios. All right, Jonesy. That does it for Snippets, man. What do we got up next? Oh, we got Corey Buster. This is a gentleman that I've known for quite some time. I have been... Pleasure to referee some of his matches. What? Wait a minute. Uh, Wait a minute. You, did you just say you have been pleasured? What is... <laughs> oh, my I had, God! <laughs> I've had the pleasure to referee yeah. some of his matches. Well, you're married. I sure hope you've been pleasured at he a is, time is or two. A, <laughs> he is, is an amazing wrestler who's wrestled in multiple promotions. He is a comedian. And, ladies and gentlemen... I give you the weight of the world, Corey Bush. Here we are live. We are doing it tonight. What are we talking about, fellas? What's the news? Oh, my goodness. Well, the one thing that I wanted to talk about is, Renee, you may not know this, but Corey Bush literally had the best gimmick you could ever imagine. There was a wrestling promotion called the IWF, and in this promotion, his gimmick was he would walk around handing out beers to the fans, and he also got you drink the beers as well. And there was a special stipulation to where if this his team won, it was for the battle for the public. If his team won, 
Corey Bush got to drink all night long for free, and his team won. And what happened? Corey Bush got to drink all night long for free. I believe that you slept in your car that night, didn't you? <laughs> yes. A lot of things. A lot of things happened that night, Joe. A lot of things happened that night. So the way the gimmick worked was that I was normally uh, I was normally opening the show. Like we didn't do a lot of middle of the show promos or anything like that. It was. Uh, behind this bar called the Dub V Pub and they had like an area for an open area fire pit and I think they might have had a net at one time for like volleyball and stuff but they had an outside bar so um, the first few shows that we ran there were like 18 and up shows and you'd have the wrestling show in the daytime and the rock show at night and so I mean the bands would start to show up earlier and earlier when they found out that there was a wrestling show so we would uh, it just became really easy that it would like hype the whole place if I came out with these buckets and I would throw beer out to like everybody and um, the match that Joe's talking about actually took all summer to set up. Um, Anthony Odyssey, who is uh, uh, also Deuce Donatelli, had been messing with the guy who owned the bar all summer long. Just anytime the guy came to watch us, he was all over him. And so uh, finally he goaded him into this match where the guy put his uh, his bar up against and I think Anthony Odyssey being kicked out of the following season or something like that. But so um, I was like the wrestler team captain of the bar owner's team. And when they mouthed off to each other when he put the bar on the line, and when I got a chance to actually talk to him after that, I was like, so uh, the other two guys that were supposed to be on our team couldn't make it. Um, I think one of them busted his leg and the other one had four flat tires or something like that. So, I needed something to motivate the rest of the team. So we had to take guys who had already wrestled already and ask them to go twice. And I was like, the proper motivation for these guys is that when the the matches are over, that if we keep your bar, we get to drinking it for free at least tonight. And uh, so he kind of nods at me, and I tell the guys, and we all rush the ring, and it comes down to him and Chris Klein. Um, Anthony Odyssey and me had eliminated each other and it was down to the bar owner and Chris Klein and Anthony Odyssey tried to, uh, use his quiet sign and he tossed it and the owner of the bar caught it and slugged Chris Klein with it and then rolled him up. And, uh, so the match is over and the outside bartender is bringing us over these buckets of beers, like for us to drink as like a celebration for the show and we got to give a couple away, and so, uh, and this guy was, he was a nice fella, like, the place was fun, we always had a blast, but we're mm-hmm. in the ring, and I got my arm around him, and, like, we've got a beer in each hand, and we're celebrating in front of the crowd, and I was just like, so, were you serious? Like, is this, can we drink for free tonight? <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me, and he smiles, and then the outside bartender brings another bucket, and I was like, this is going to be one heck of a night, and, um, <laughs> I thought they were going to cut us off. His wife the bar, was working there, or maybe she was there to see the show. But his wife came up to me after I ordered my last beer. Well, according to her, it was my last beer. And she was just like, uh, you've had, like, you've been ordering more than everybody. You've had a good evening. And I wasn't, like, knocking furniture over or wrecking stuff. I had just had a lot. Um, and I went around to the other side of the bar to thank him because he was sitting at the other end, and I was like, brother i've had a great time tonight like your old lady uh 
has been keeping an eye on me. Like, <laughs> so, and I just thought it was funny. I was like, she cut me off and she should have. She's right. Like, but thank you. This was fun so much. He's like, she cut you off. Were you drinking beer? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, so you haven't had any shots? And I was like, no. And he was like, <laughs> tell, he tells this bartender that works for him. He's like, somebody grab oh, a bottle of Jaeger. Me and this kid have some work to do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is fantastic. So, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a great story. <laughs> I don't know if I slept in my car, but I know I slept in a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, Good time. So, how it has the rate of the world been? I know that you have been in this feud with e- and, and EPPW with one, uh, the professor Jacob. Oh, okay. So we're, we're going to four let's, corners, let's, let's the corner. let's I mean, about, oh, let's talk about. Let's talk about. Like, let's talk about EPPW. EPPW like has a lot of things going on with Corey Bush right now because if we're looking at Corey Bush's short like short term EPPW history, like last last couple shows. I won the title. Like, I was the champion. I turned back challengers. Like, and then, you know, EPPW gets into this contest with SSW, and somehow, like, I become, a, my championship becomes a casualty of that war, and it gets taken by uh, Inferno, and then Dokken wins it back, and then the match that I'm supposed to get my, like, rematch, like, it's not even a one-on-one thing where I get to fight somebody. It was like that seven-pack challenge match where there were seven of us, and it was, like, over the top rope. And mm-hmm. that's my kind of match. I mean, just by the numbers and statistically, and any over-the-top rope match is in my favor. And before I ever even got into the ring, earlier in that show, Jacob Edwin gave out one of his lessons where he tried to mock and laugh at me because I lost the championship. And I proved to him how fragile championship reigns can be when I walked out to get a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger, Joe, a cheeseburger. <laughs> And because he could not handle my presence being around the ring. I didn't even touch him. Just my presence. He got rolled up by Miles Millennium, lost his title. Wasn't my fault, but I think he learned his lesson. He talks some smack about me losing. He lost. That could have been the end of it, and we never had to go to terms. But you know what happened that night, Joe. He brought out that metal stool, and he bent it around my back before I ever even made it to the ring for my rematch, for my title, that I already had to beat six more people to win. And he took it from me. You and me know I had a bone to pick with that. So the following show, I came out and I taught him a lesson. When I outsmarted him, I beat him at his own game the first time when I beat him at chess in the center of the ring. I beat <laughs> Jacob Edwin, the professor, at chess in the center of a wrestling ring. It's important. Remember it. Second of all, he brought out some cronies because he thought he was going to jump me with the numbers. And, Joe, who did I have? Who was with me? What's the prize that I have to offer? I believe that you had Brutal Bob Evans and his tag team partner. Bob Whoa. Evans just him. Exactly. Uncle Bob. That's what I'm talking about. You hear his woo? He knows what I mean. Like, I brought yeah. some guns for the fight. And what happened, Joe? Big the gun, whole baby. fight. The whole Big fight, gun. Jacob Edwin didn't want to touch me. Didn't want to touch me the whole time. We won that match. And the whole time, he still wouldn't lock up with me, wouldn't lock horns with me, wouldn't let me get my hands on him so we could teach him this lesson quickly and get it over with. 
So I finally get them to sanction a fight because we won that tag team match. And it's one-on-one, me and Edwin. Like, I got what I want. And he shows up and says he's hurt, says he can't wrestle, says he won't fight. So he picks a replacement. DPPW Doken does a good job, but he let him replace himself with his little tag team partner, Michael Osborne. And what did I do? I made mincemeat out of Michael Osborne. I showed him the gravitational pull that Corey Bush has every time he steps into a wrestling ring or onto a stage. I'm the weight of the world for a reason. I can control gravity. But the point is, is that finally I beat Michael Osborne. He was dead to rights. He was about to feel the power of the weight of the world. And then I get my chest caved in by a crutch, which was a crutch of lies that Jacob Edwards was using to get out of wrestling <laughs> me. A crutch of lies, Joe. A crutch of lies. So then finally, because he lied, he had to wrestle Chucky Manson. And if he lost, I got to pick the stipulation. Of course, Osborne tried to get involved. Like, they tried to find a sneaky way out. Corey Bush was like, eh, eh, not going to happen. Came out, took care of that problem. Chucky Manson wins, and it means Corey Bush challenges the Professor Jacob Edwin to a leather strap match. Four corners. First one to all four wins the day. And Joe, who was the first person to four? That would have been Corey Bush. I was the referee for that match. So, yes, that would have been Corey Bush. You're damn right you were, Joe. And I put all my <laughs> hands on I put my hand on all four corners. And I vanquished my fight. I got my hands on him. I finished him. And now we move on to EPPW's next spectacle and my next chance to get back to the EPPW Heavyweight Championship. And that is the Contenders Brawl. And that is this Friday night in Middleway, West Virginia. I'm coming back. Again, I say another over-the-top rope match is in my favor. I'm coming back. I know I'm not first, but I know I'm not last, which means that I've got to drop into a freaking washing machine full of wrestlers and tumble everybody around until I can finally get my one-on-one shot for the EPBW championship that the referee was literally paid to take away from me. It wasn't you, but it was a referee. Yes. And when I yes, lost sir. it, literally money changed Literally, <laughs> for money, changed hands in front of a live audience for the first time in my recollection, since the Million Dollar Man. Like, what? Yeah. That's how I lost. So I know. When they, Chris you... and Robbie Page are heading for each other, one way or another, they're on a collision course. But Corey Bush wants back the EPBW Heavyweight Championship, and I believe it's something the people need to take. There you go. Ooh. There you go. Renee, why don't you come in here with whatever questions that you have? Because I know you have a bunch of questions. Well, I do, Josie. I want to make sure you check the messages because I think there's a couple other questions coming in through uh, through social media. I have one statement, and then instead of it going straight to me, we actually have a caller that wants to talk to you, Corey Bush. He's a big-time uh, supporter of EPPW, and I know he's been waiting to talk to you for a little while now. Before I go and pass it along to him, I wanted to say that you and I seem to have something in common because when you were telling that story about how you – uh, you, yeah, you finagled your way uh, into a free night of drinking. Um, we share this in common. My favorite type of beer is free beer, and I think Corey Bush subscribes to that same uh, philosophy. <laughs> Would you agree with that, Corey? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right, cool. Well, listen, <laughs> right I, I actually have a question. 
for you about wrestling a former WWE wrestler, but we'll get to that after we get to the caller. Josie, why don't you jump back in here, man? I believe we have somebody from your neck of the woods that wants to talk to the weight of the world, Corey Bush. Oh, I think I know who we're talking about, sir. So. Uh, Chris, what's going on, sir? Chris, how y'all doing tonight? Good. What's up? What you got? Great to hear from you, so, man. Thanks for calling in. What's up? So I have a quick question for the weight of the world, Corey Bush. I love it. <laughs> how you doing, brother? What's going on? Nothing, man. I can't that's wait it. to see that's, you Friday. That's your one question. Hey. You said you had one question. That's it. That's your question. He's done. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding, Chris. Go ahead, bro. What do you got? So uh, I have a quick question. It would be that, yes, you do have the Contenders Brawl match, but don't you also have another match? Uh, for It's a singles match against Sabal with Captain Decapitate in the corner? <laughs> well, you know, uh, first things first, the contenders brawl, and I know that I'm going to get a chance to kind of get a feel and get an understanding for what kind of man Sabal Del Mar is when uh, he gets into the contender brawl with me. But I did see what him and Captain Decapitate have been doing to Eric Ecton. And that's happened while I was dealing with Edwin, so I had my own mountain to climb. But uh, I will be damned if somebody comes in dressed as a pirate and ruins Pirates of the Caribbean for me, but I'd be in a church. <laughs> Yeah, after the contenders brawl is over, I'm coming to take a pirate for a ride and punch a pirate in the face so that you go down in history as the sunken shipwreck. Of course, what's going to be the new captain in that match is over. Wow. Is that the answer you were looking for, Chris? Oh, yeah. So, so uh, are you saying I'm going to have to do some cleanup after the show? Why not? Let's get a mop, a broom, and a bucket because I'm wiping the floor with him. Now, don't get me wrong. I guarantee there will be some treachery. I can feel it. Like It's like the pirates of the dark water when these guys are around. You know there's some evil afoot. Uh, but I know that if Captain Decapitate touches me with that claw hand, there will be hell to pay. And you can Cory Bush stamp approval on that one. You'll, I'll write my name on someone's face. I do it already. C-O-R-Y, who am I? Cory Bush, that's who I am. Well, that's about what I would like to hear, and I can't wait to see you Friday during your matches. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, Chris. Night thank out. you for calling in, man. I appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you for calling in and being a supporter of the Wrestle Talk Podcast episode uh, 261. I want to remind everybody, man, we do have those Wrestle Talk Podcast mugs on sale right now at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. You can listen to the replay of this interview with Corey Bush. Uh, you can share it. You can download it in case you don't have Wi-Fi or whatever at the job. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, one for the books, and we're not even done yet. So let me jump in here with you real quick, Corey. Uh, wait, wait, one second. So, wait, more... let me, can I cut you off yeah. just for one second? For anybody yes, please, who's go listening, ahead. You, for anybody who's listening, you know at some point you're going to hear about sponsors or there's going to be a sponsor click button or a promo code or something that helps these guys keep this show going. And when you hear it, Try to be a part of it. Give it a click. Even if you exit out afterwards, man, it's just good. It helps them market themselves and get more of us on board so you can hear good talk and, like, good news and just keep it moving. Amen, brother. Thank you for saying that. And here's what's crazy, Corey. Like, so this show, uh, 
since our existence, we've been heard in over 40 countries, and we do anywhere between 25 and 3,500 a week from show to show. So, like, people in Kansas City, Chicago, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Missouri, Nebraska, and I'm missing a bunch of other places, are now familiar with the weight of the world Corey Bush, and they probably would not have been before then. But the beauty oh. of it is, is if they can never see you wrestle in person, bro, I'm sure you got stuff up on YouTube, right? So, boom, carry uh, Corey Bush on YouTube or EDPW, which I know yes, they put up a yes. lot of their shit. So, like, that's the beauty of it, man. That, that's what makes it special. Um, if I was going to give you a sampling of, like, the what to look up to get probably some of the better matches, Corey Bush, C-O-R-Y-B-U-S-H, versus TJ Sykes. I got a series of matches with him, and it's, like, in different kind of circumstances, so you can see different stuff. Um, I just put up a match that I had with Big Cass from Hagerstown last year, or earlier this year. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. And, hold on. You beat me to the punch, because I wanted to ask you about that, and I want to let you finish. But, bro, so you had an opportunity to fight Big Cass post-WWE. You're going to have to get into that at some point, but please go ahead. Um, well, actually, let's drop right into it. What do you want to know? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. What do you got? Okay, so I guess my first question is, how did he look? Because the questions revolving around Big Cass have always been two. It's always been his physique and his mindset. When you got an opportunity to wrestle him, did you see anything out of the ordinary? Did he seem just like a regular guy? Because I think a lot of the stuff about him has been overblown. But that's just how I feel personally. What do you think? Oh, so, uh, I, honestly and outright, I didn't have a single problem with him. Like, he um, – I mean, it's the first time I met him, so it's not like I would have seen, like, hitches in his character or anything like that. But he came in, okay. and I didn't know this before I wrestled him, but I was the first match that he had outside of WWE. Like, he told me that his last match prior to me was a house show where him and Brian – Daniel Bryan went 30 minutes in the main event. So – that was kind of a big level up. No pressure, Corey. No, no pressure. Well, no, it was just kind of a big like level up jump for me because like I was just like, wow, like you really are coming from two totally different worlds. And when he explained, I got to talk to him a little bit about how he got started, and it was like he trained under somebody and then like was just with them until he got scouted and then got pulled right into the system. Um, but it wasn't like he didn't show up under the influence. He didn't seem like he was going through, like, a lot of problems or anything like that. He was just like, hey, this is my first show. I'm excited. So um, I felt bad, though, because, like, a few weeks afterwards, like, the pictures that came out when they started dogging him was, like, right after he walked out of the curtain to our match. And I'm just like, no, like, damn it. Like, you got to get Yeah, like, nobody took the time to go. That's social media, though, bro. Nobody took the time to go watch the match. They just saw a couple of snapshots, uh, you know, on, on, on 434, and then that's what people roll with. That That's part of the reason that we do this show, so that people get a little bit more educated instead of just looking at that crap, you know what I mean? Um, also, um, I just, uh, after what he told me about how he had come through, like, the ring that we were in was completely different than what he was used to. I mean, it wasn't, there's nothing wrong with the ring. It was just he worked in a certain ring for so long that's what he came accustomed to. And then he took like time after he left the WWE and this is his first show. So I think that was a different thing. Cause like it just changes. I mean, everybody can work in a lot of different situations and I don't want to put like anything against him. I just think it was a little out of his element, like to walk in and be in that situation right away. And then for him to be strong enough to come out and admit 
Like he had stuff going on that was like he had to deal with, and now he's got himself back together. And if he wants to go another round with Corey Bush, I'm damn sure here waiting to see if he still got it. Ooh, I love to hear that, dude. I love to hear that passion, man. It doesn't matter who it is. Gordy Bush is ready to go. Well, speaking of ready to go, you mentioned a little bit earlier, you've got a show coming up this weekend, bro. So go ahead and drop the knowledge on us a little bit, man. Who are you facing and, and, and kind of what are you aiming to accomplish? So we talked about EPPW, but the day after that, I'm at the Elite Pro Wrestling Alliance for my first ever one-on-one confrontation in the company. It is the weight of the world, Corey Bush. Versus the uh, first, I heard him call himself the King of the North, and then uh, then lately I saw something where he called himself the Steel City Sex Pistol, which I think is hilarious, and that's Shane Mallet. <laughs> and actually, I mean, if we're gonna get like, if we're gonna get real with it, um, some people that I respect and admire have been singing his praises lately. That uh, he is one of the top guys in, I mean, in the circles that I move around in and that he has a lot of good matches with good people. Uh, so we're going to find out what happens when Corey Bush sends him for a ride once or twice. And we're going to, we're going to bang around and show these people that's something that's worth watching Saturday night. And that's at, uh, the, I believe the short gap fire hall, um, in short gap, West Virginia. And then they have a following Sunday show and you never know. Corey Bush might pop up there and cause some trouble too. He might. Every week, dude, it's amazing. Why don't we have promotions where I live that run every week, man? I'm so freaking jealous of you guys. Dude. Um, actually, you don't have promotions that are um, here, man. The big thing is that they're running all three days. Like they're running Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But Holy before they shit, decided, dude. before they decided to do that, I had um, EPBW in for the year. So I'm going to contend for all why they have their first show. Then I'm coming to their second show. And then I'll probably stay around and see what's going on on Sunday too. Like, absolutely. You know, here's the in our area. Story. Like, uh, go ahead. Go I, ahead. Um, wrestling in this area, man. Like, throughout my experience, like, there's always been a couple of companies running, but like, the dots are starting to connect. Like, and you're finding the areas where like people want to do it. I mean, wrestling is all over, but like, there sure are some are uh, there sure are some areas where you go to where it's like more spread out than it is here. Like, the bug is around this place. People want to wrestle. Like, Absolutely. Um, so, Renee, here's a funny story about, about Corey Bush. Um, do you okay. remember a, a, a story about a wrestler that uh, went into the ring and kind of shot on another wrestler? It was a huge story. Uh I believe his name was uh, uh, was, uh, one of the the Andersons. Corey Bush was actually at that show. Okay. Okay. Uh, I actually, uh, that was the. Wait wait, wait a minute. So, wait. So, give us the backstory, though, Joe. What was was the shot? Give us the backstory to complete the. It was a huge story that everybody was talking about. It was. It was uh, old Anderson's uh, uh, son. He was wrestling some some guy named Jacob Ryan, and he instantly like started shooting on the guy. Took him to the outside, dropped him on his head. It was a huge story. Wait, it's the one that we talked about about two months ago, right? Where he hurt the guy's son, and the yes. guy came in and just started beating the crap out. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. So yes. wait a minute. So Corey, you were at that show, bro? What? What was the uh, the yes, conversation I... like in the locker room after that? I'm curious. 
Uh, well, most of the conversation after that didn't happen in the locker room. It happened out back of the building. But um, <laughs> so it was. Yeah, that uh, makes I sense. Okay. Guys, I want to. I want to say the guy's name was Carl Anderson. But anyway, so uh, I mean, I was kind of. It was my first show down in North Carolina in a while, and it was for RWA. And the guy who brought me down's name was Bill, and Bill was really good to me. And Julian, the promoter, didn't do anything to me, but this it was like, um, this is just a weird scenario because I wasn't there for a lot of events. When I caught on to when something was going on, we came. a lot of us came out of the locker room, and the guys involved had been just gone through the door to the outside of the building. Um, and so those of us that were left inside are trying to corral to keep fans from going out back because you don't need the two to mix in a situation like that. Oh, no. Um, Hell no. And so people were taking care of Jacob Bryan, and there was a security guard with Anderson, and pretty much he just he left, but it caused a big dent in everything. And um, I talked about it online because I just thought, like, if you had a problem with the kid, like, to that extent, you had multiple chances, like, to walk up to him, tell him that there was an issue, and have it out with him if it was over what you were really talking about. Like, if he hurt your son, like, why did it have to be in front of a crowd on a show, like, to make everybody involved look like an asshole? Um, Especially him. Especially him. And so... That's um, how we both felt about it. The bigger part of this story, like, and I talked about this then, like, that's the smaller part of the day. Like, it sucks that that's going to get all the press, but the bigger part of the day was that the international superstars in the Gym Nasty Boys had a great match. Like later that night. Um, Why don't you start Charlie... with me and the gymnasty boys? I, I got a thing for the gymnasty boys and the hooligans, man. I love tag teams like that. They are fantastic. But so um, they were the semi. I wrestled Falaba in the main event. Um, the guys who really took it on the chin was uh, Jimmy Parker and Jason Kincaid because they were the match right after that. Oh and no! And Jason Kincaid. Jason Kincaid is, I don't know the other guy, but Jason Kincaid is such a special performer, man. That's really unfortunate. Um, and, and so, like, I feel bad because this event happened in match three, and those guys were match four, and they had to just kind of take this big ball of awkward and turn it back into a wrestling show. Well, that, that's yeah. when the professionalism in the, in, the, in the training comes through, right? Wouldn't you agree with that, Corey? I mean, that's why those guys – are who they are and the fact that they were able to get the show back on track probably helped you at the end, right? To, to not have to necessarily well, absolutely. Uh, deal with that. I mean, absolutely. Because when those guys go out there right after it happens and act professional, like, and don't, it doesn't affect them. Then people, because right after that's intermission, like if those guys go out there and it just doesn't seem like they're with it, then there's a legitimate chance people are going to leave at intermission. They just be like, this is weird and I'm uncomfortable and I'm, we're going to leave that. Yeah, especially people with kids, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, listen, I had one final question for you, Corey, before we close it out with the uh, Game Show Challenge segment. And this question is pertaining to your ability to acquire championships. You were at one point the EPPW champ, the EWA champ, the ATCW champ, all at the same time. Do you feel, like, literally and figuratively, like, do you feel that pressure on your shoulders to perform every time you step out? Not only because you're getting paid to do the, uh, the the work that you're supposed to do for each promotion, but now there 
they're kind of like revolving certain stories and things in the company around you. Do you feel that way, and how do you deal with it if you do? Um, well, I think I think everybody's got to find, like, their moment. And when you find your moment and, and then overall it helps you find your greater identity, like, that's what you become champion from is, is finding what your gun is and sticking to it and then you're learning to create from that perspective so that the crowd has a good time. Like, the times I've made it to champion and been lucky enough to do so, like, was because I believe I'm consistent in what I'm going to deliver and, like, what you're going to get to see and what experience and things I'm trying to make you feel. Um, I didn't – pressure got to me because uh, out of those three titles, one of them I had to give back to the company – because they had a bylaw where they wanted it defended at every show. And I had two shows for two different titles on the same day. And I had to take the one that I committed to first. I mean, um, there's certain times I think where it's like a gap where if you get a call to do something really like special or amazing, like that you go to somebody that you've agreed to work with and tell them. And if they understand, like, then it's okay to go from doing one thing to another. But if you agree to something like you should be there. And so, out of those three championships, um, I lost one in a cage match. I lost another one when the referee got paid. And then the third one, I relinquished back to the company because I wanted them to to be able to deliver a championship match to their fans like they wanted to do. Like, of course, I would have loved to have gone and defended it or had them, like, create a contender in the next show, come back and done it. But it made sense to me that they're like, that's how we do things and that's how we want to do things and – as long I don't think it was the first like the first time it happened was to me. It's something that they've done before. So um, the pressure though is to be something worth that value. Like when you have one championship, it's like, hey, we believe in this company that like you can help us do something, or or basically you just took it by storm. Like EWA, I went there and the purpose of going there and the things that I did, like people still there think I have a bad attitude. But when I first got there, I knew I was going to have to ruffle some feathers to get some attention. So I just started beating up champions. I beat up champions until <laughs> I got all the way to the heavyweight champion, who at the time was TJ Sykes, until I forced him into a fight. And he kept the belt, but in the history books, that first fight, like, I beat him. And then we came back and went title for title in the cage, and that's when I, uh, that's when I lost. And I left for months, because that was a big loss. Like, and I'd never been in a cage match, and I jumped off the top rope thinking that I was going for it and that it was going to be the promised land. And I turned out that it turns my ribs into jello, and then he kicks me in the face. So, like, you take your your wins and your losses, man. Like, do I feel the pressure? No. I I feel like anytime they put a title on you, it's an opportunity for you to shine brighter. Like, it's more acceptable that you're the one doing the talking. It's more acceptable that, like, you were attempting to be a representative. Um, And, I mean, it could be promos or it could be just talking about the company to people or, like, when you're there trying to keep morale up or helping where you can. Like, if you're part of wrestling, be a part of wrestling. And I, um, I hope that I have a lot of years left to be a part of wrestling. Like, in whatever service I can be to it, it has served me that many times over already. Wow, dude, the, the humility in your voice, it just, it, it comes through here, man, and, and that's part of the reason that I know Josie was excited uh, to have you join us, dude, and and not to mention, have you captured, uh, have you had your, 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 your 
I guess, triple crown champ moment. But over at EWA, you were also named uh, Wrestler of the Year uh, in 2018. So that not only speaks to you having kind of like a peak, but being able to sustain that over a whole year is fairly difficult to do, man. So congratulations to you on that, bro. And that's basically it for me. I wanted to say that before we get into the game show challenge because, honestly, bro, the way that you sound, the way you carry yourself, the way that these promotions continue to give you opportunities and how you you take those opportunities and run with them, I admire that, bro, because um, a lot of guys try in this business and and they're, you know, you tip your hat to them, but not everybody succeeds, bro, and and it sounds like you're succeeding and, uh, and you're not even close to being done yet, hopefully, man. I just mean, all you can do is just keep cranking up the dial on who you are and what you can be and, like, until enough people tune into your station, and then we're all going to go somewhere. Like, if we keep lifting each other up to make, like, wrestling as big as it's gotten over the past, like, changing things, you know what I mean? When, like, it feels like the whole thing is changing, becoming something really big, and we've all got something positive to add to it, and I'm going to keep on keeping on and being the weight of the world and proving that I got the gravity to change the game because you're going to be watching whether you like it or not. One interview, one match, one promo at a time. That said, Corey, we want to pull at your competitive uh, bone right now in tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. The question is, are you willing to tangle with yours truly, the Night Owl, in a little bit of a trivia challenge? Absolutely. All right, Josie, you know what to do, baby. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for two falls. Our contestants are the Night Owl Renee Martinez and the Weight of the World, Corey Bush. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer to the question, just shout out your answer. The first person to win two falls will win tonight's game show challenge. Tonight's category is titled The Horsemen Cometh. I will give you background information on three individuals who were official members of the Four Horsemen. When you think you know what I'm talking about, just shout out your answer. And the first person to win two falls will win tonight's contest. So I'll give you a couple of clues. You shout out your answers. Whoever gets the answer right gets a point. And uh, if you get two points, then you win, and we will play to uh, three questions. So, Corey Bush, are you ready? Yes. Renee, are you ready? Oh, baby, the night owl is ready. Corey Bush, you're going down, Chico. Okay. This member of the Four Horsemen was part of the Four Horsemen in 1997. He competed in WCW, WWF, and World Wrestling All-Stars before helping found not uh, total nonstop action wrestling. In 2018, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame Jeff Double Yes, Jeff Jarrett. Double J Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Corey Bush gotcha. got that question correct. Uh oh. So Corey has won the night owl is not on the board yet. So question number two. It's okay. I still got a chance. 
Let's go, baby. This member of the Four Horsemen is a member of both the TNA and the WWE Hall of Fame. Many Rick people Blair. say that. No. Arn Anderson. No. Many say his match with Nature Boy Rick Flair at the first class of champions. Dusty Rhodes? May, no. Made known to the world Holy in 19. Blanchard. No. 1988, he also competed in WrestleMania 31, losing to Triple H in a match highlighted by appearances by the NWO and Degeneration Act. Sting. Sting. Sting is correct. Sting is correct. Corey Bush has two. The Night Owl has none. All right, Night Owl, this is your last question. Should uh, Should I know this? Should I should I, I know apologize. that Sting? <laughs> Sting was a member of the I apologize to anybody listening who says uh, is upset I didn't get that after the Clash of Champions clue. It was Sting. Okay, okay. You know what? It don't it don't oh. matter because at the bottom line is I'm not gonna get swept. I don't care what happens. I'm getting this last one. Period. Okay. Okay. This member of the Four Horsemen was the first WCW Cruiserweight champion. He went on to be a loose cannon in WCW. Brian Pillman Pillman is correct. Corey Bush has not only won the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge, but he has swept the Night Owl, Renee Martinez. Fucking bullshit! Here is your music. Absolutely. All right. So I will tell one more funny story about Corey Bush, and then we will let him do his 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 promoting and everything else. So Corey Bush was in a hardcore match, and he decided it was a good idea to wrap himself in barbed wire. Corey knows where I'm going with this. The problem was was that that. After he wrapped himself in Volvo, he was supposed to get hit with a chair or a stop sign or something. Well, he wrapped himself so tight that he couldn't get his hands up to protect himself from the uh, uh, chair shot from Chucky Manson. And if you know Chucky Manson, he doesn't pull any punches. It was, a, it you, was a guitar. Yeah, a guitar. It it, if, if he hits you, he's going to hit you with, with a lot of force. So, yeah. <laughs> Wow. No, wait a minute. Well, so, it, it, no shame. Okay, go ahead, Corey. So it's kind of like a hardcore rite of passage um, to wrestle Chucky Manson in the area because he's crazy. And um, I finally decided it was time to knock it off the list. And I had him dead to right. And I was going for the splash. But I thought, like, I'd already – so I my, my thought in my mind was, like, if I can wrap the barbed wire around me, like – and then splash him with the barbed wire on my stomach. It'll hurt a lot, but, like, it'll be, like, a super, you know what, like, Raw and SmackDown, like, a special, like, hardcore power? Like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, R2, Y button. This will work. But the problem was <laughs> is that the barbed wire got caught in my wrist tape, and I couldn't get it free, so I basically had, like, one hand that was stuck to my side. And I bounced off to do the splash, and he's not there. Like, so I land and hurt myself, and then I get up, 
and I see it coming, and, like, I'm using one hand to push off the ground to get up, and the other one is stuck to my waist, like, because of the barbed wire. So he pretty much just, like, wiped me out with it. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how the match ended. I, I don't remember much. I remember I remember um, freaking these little kids out because they were next to the ring, and they had to, like, cut my wrist tape and then cut the barbed wire, like, out of my hair. Um <laughs> But that's how far I was willing to go to be Chucky Manson, my Holy idiot shit. self. Well, I'll say this. I am less ashamed of losing in a suite in a game show challenge on my own show knowing that you're such a freaking badass dude. I'm telling you, I'm good <laughs> with it. I'm good with it. If I lose, <laughs> I lose to the weight of the world, I can live with that because I've lost to other badasses before. And you know what? I feel pretty good about my effort even though but I like, basically wet the bed. <laughs> I love that's oh, so dude. kind of I so kind of you that you're like that's the thing that makes me a badass when it was just like three bad mistakes in a row that made me lose. Like, Hell yeah, like, but you know what, dude? Here you are still. Here you are still. That's what makes it amazing to me, man. I survived. Right, Josie, I survived. That's what it's all about these days. At the end of the day, Josie, why don't you give us your final thoughts before we close out today's show, man? Uh, dude, just Corey Boys, thank you for uh, coming on to the show. I have been, uh, I've had the the pleasure of wrestling, of of being your referee in multiple matches. Uh, it has been a awesome time, and so I will see you Friday at EPPW, and I will have the first. I will be right there at the ring when you win that uh, uh, contendership, and you become the number one contender for the EPP Heavyweight Championship. I'll be there. Now, Joe, you don't got to tell everybody you're biased because we still got to go do this thing, and I don't want them to blame you. Like, <laughs> so, um, Plan C, dude. Plan C. So, uh, um, <laughs> uh, this has been awesome. Thank you, Joe, for the invite. Corey Bush is coming to EPPW Friday to win the Contenders Brawl. That's in Middleway, West Virginia. Saturday, I'm going to Short Gap, West Virginia, at the Short Gap Fire Hall to wrestle for Elite Pro Wrestling Alliance. It's going to be a great show. Um, I'm going to be there for their Sunday event probably. Then the following weekend, September 6th, stand-up comedy at the Indy on Main in Kaiser, West Virginia. We normally come down there and put on a good show. We've got some new comedians from the area coming in that we think are really funny. Um, September 13th, I'm going to EWA. I'm going to beat Grizzly Ozak in a steel chain match, reassert myself as the true performer in EWA, and go back to the championship there one way or another. Um we got a lot of things coming up, a lot of things going on. Uh, Joe, you said you're going to be there Friday night for EPPW. That show is going to be sponsored by Mountaineer Brands. It's this really cool company that started working with us and, like, putting match films together so that we can get out to everybody and we can be seen better. So if you get a chance to go there and check out their stuff, that's awesome. Uh, thank you, guys, man. Tonight is just one of many nights that I show all the reasons that I am the weight of the world and that the gravity I possess is a real thing. You're welcome. No there doubt. Corey, last thing, bro. Drop the social media. And, man, welcome as the newest member of the WrestleTalk family. Um, my social media, Instagram, is Weight of the World CB. Um, obviously, your Facebook's just like your name. Um, I got to be better about my Twitter. Like, I have it attached to Instagram so that I can just double <laughs> up all my posts. But I don't watch my posts much. Yeah, it's my old, it's big time, at big time CB. I got to get better at that. Big time but, 
DB. Um, Corey, thank you so much, bro, for your time. I'm on, Promise I'm us on you won't be a stranger and you'll come back on, bro. You going to come back on with us oh, or what? Of course. When you, whenever you call me, I'll be there. There you I'll go. I'll be there. I'll be. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josie. <laughs> nah, like I served up that segue to you on a platter, but I got to get off here. It was great to talk to you guys. The show's great. Anybody in states that's listening that hasn't seen or heard from Corey Bush, like get at me. Let's make it happen. Like I'm not running for president, but I'm damn sure running for country. Like I, I love y'all. I'm out. There you go. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Um, good. Josie. Woo. I'm telling you, man. There, there's, there's people well, in the area that I am going to be getting onto the podcast. I can promise you that there are so many more people that I can get onto the podcast that would just be absolutely amazing, amazing. So yeah, all right, what a great got show. you, bro. What well, absolutely great show. Thank you everybody who tuned in. Uh, we've got goals uh, through the end of the year. Please support not only us but all of our wonderful sponsors, all of our partners. Uh, MEW, Everything Combat, uh, KCK Dental, um, and you guys, the members of the WrestleTalk family. None of this would be possible without you guys. Thank you, EPPW. Thank you, Corey Bush. Uh, thank you, Suplex Tacos. I'm not running for president, but I'm pretty sure going to be running over to Kentucky to try those tacos very, very soon. Guys, 261 is in the books, Josie. I think we did a great job. Go ahead and leave the close out of the show to me because we're going to go ahead and hear from Luke Roberts one more time. He gave us his review of Suplex Tacos in a short, brief message, and here it is. We will be back next week with Marcus Mansfield and a guy you may have heard of before, Jonesy. Dr. Tom Pritchard will be on the Wrestle Talk podcast next week. Tell them how you feel about it, Josie. Woo! That's going to be a good one. Woo! That's going to be a good one. We but are out, episode, baby. But every Go episode ahead. of the Wrestle Talk podcast is a good one. So, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, we out. We out. Hey, wrestling fans, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat talking at you, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast.